the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hero, like me, Rico. What's up, man? Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God, that just made it perfect. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, walk up my willy. Good night, everybody. We're not yep. going to get any better than that. That's that's really the end of it. That that is as far as our imagination can be pure. <laughs> really, that that's it right there. Let's just call it a day. <laughs> oh man, what's going on? And thus, bro? and thus, we bring you the shortest ever episode of Pontescu. Fifty-eight seconds. <laughs> hey man, some good things last fifty-eight seconds. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I, I, I'm lost. I'm so beyond lost right now. Lost uh, in the labyrinth of Wonka. Yes, Wonka Vision. Yes, yes. No, I'm I'm good, man. B- busy, busy times at work. Busy times, you know, with the radio show and just busy times. But overall, not bad. So good. How about you? I'm good. I've uh, I got some uh, some interviews lined up. So. Maybe by the next episode, I might be employed, but who knows? I don't oh, know. No. We're gonna, I don't want to jinx anything. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely need the money. Boy, is my mouth tired. So I need to get like an actual employment. <laughs> and sadly, he's not talking about talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have some job news too, but I don't want to say anything. You don't until, want to jinx it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about it if it happens. But, um, yeah, so uh, it, it, we're we're in our our second week of um, relaxed silliness. Yeah. I guess is the word for it. Yeah, a uh, little laid back. Uh, I, I I'm I'm envisioning this whole series is just you and me, like on lounge chairs, getting some sun, drinking some fucking you know pina coladas, and Ugh. you know. Or whatever, my ties. I don't know. Something with an umbrella in it, motherfucker. Like I don't know. <laughs> something with an umbrella in it. All right. All you right. know, the, a penguin drink. A penguin drink. Okay. The, a, a Kingsman cocktail. Kingsman cocktail. All right. Uh, is that is that made by the statesman? No. No. Okay. Um, Although Hawaii is technically a state of the United States, so I guess it could. Yeah. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No. No. Okay. I have. It's I went to um the Big Island Kona. I've never left the continent, technically. I've you've left... never been Well, okay, so but you've been to like you've been out of the US? Like no. Mexico or Canada? No. no. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I went to Baja, California once, so I guess technically. Yeah, I mean you you definitely left. I mean, I think Baja is still part of it, it's Mexico. It's technically it's Mexico. Mexico, yeah. yeah. So you've yeah, you've left uh I left the country once, sort of. And and I say sort of because, like, compared to, like, going to, say, like, England or Italy or whatever, you know, so, um, or Australia, you know. Did you just cross the wrong border? Is that what happened? You're like, oh, shit, this is not Oh, no, 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 no. We went down to to go to Tijuana. Like, we specifically had, Uh, we had a a purpose in mind, which we we did. And then we kind of, we went down the main street in Tijuana and all of us were like, no, we're good. <laughs> Just kind of because there's sure. other things to do besides Tijuana down there. So we did do some other stuff, checked out some other places, and then we went to Tijuana, and it was like, uh, no. <laughs> did Did you see a donkey show? 
No, I did not. I did not. So why the fuck did you go to Tijuana? Well, I mean, this was long before Clerks Two, anyway. But yeah, but they were still having donkey shows before Clerks Two. I'm sure they were. I I have not seen, but I've heard. Right, you have not seen. Yeah. So speaking of which, I I did I did feature the Skuniverse on my radio show last night. That was fun. So I caught that man, and it seems like everybody was tagging Kevin, and Kevin was just like, "What the fuck." He didn't. He didn't say anything or respond, which I'm fine with. Like, really, yeah. it's not. I don't. I I did it in case he happened to check it out, you know. But you know, whatever. So, how funny would it be if Kevin was like a was like a was like a fan of DJ Xanthus, but not a Potescue? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I like this dude and his music, but fuck these chuckleheads. Yeah, right. That that would be pretty fucking funny. Actually. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith telling you I love DJ Xanthus. I don't like Potoskew. Like, <laughs> you just totally see yeah, him doing yeah, that. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, that, that's the only time I've ever left the uh, left. I but I've never left the the continent ever. Like, I guess, I guess the closest I came, I Giggity. guess technically, what's that? <laughs> Giggity. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there's an island off the coast of um. I mean, there's islands off the coast of Jersey. Like, all the Jersey Shore, the actual shore places, are technically islands off the coast. Like, there's Mm -hmm. no connecting. So, I guess, technically, I left the continent then. But there's also an island a little further out off the coast of Virginia. Like, like you can only get there by boat or plane. Okay. But it's still technically owned by Virginia. Like, it's part of... Virginia, like <laughs> the Virginia know. Islands. Yeah, well, not instead exactly. Of the, instead yeah. of the Virgin Islands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's called oh Tan- the, the name of the place is Tangier Island, and okay, and 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 I mean, dude, it's literally like the size of my town that I live in. Like, it's small. You can go from one end and on to the other end. There are no cars on the island. None. Like everyone has either a Vespa or they ride a bike or they walk because like there's no what about rollerblades, yeah, or <laughs> rollerblades. But I mean, there's there's no need to like own a vehicle except to leave the the island. Like yeah, so the, there's probably like one gas station. It's just for like the mopeds or Vespas I, or something. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I didn't see enough of that, but I mean, like it's <laughs> tiny is the point. And I was there once. And we literally went for lunch. I was out with, with a guy I used to know in elementary school, and he, he and his father flew flew like they had their mm. pilot's license. So we flew from New Jersey down to Tanger Island, had lunch, and then flew back. And that was right on. Yeah, and um, they actually let me fly the plane for a little while, which was kind of fun. But um, okay, but, but also one of the well, because it's a little prop plane it's a single prop you know single but yeah i but you know i in your hands well i mean the other the, the they were right the other control sticks i mean it's not like i was it's not like they were in the back taking a nap <laughs> you were you were driving like how like my, my brothers would like give me the remote as a controller be like sure you could play the video game with us and then like i'm just like pretending like yay and no, like, I, no, no yeah. I, I actually was flying the plane i know point, i'm but, just yeah, giving you uh, shit i know i know but yeah, so we went there and I had like um we had they had a family style restaurant where you like you you literally set a table with like a bunch of motherfuckers you don't know and they just put giant bowls of shit out and you know, scoop it out and I had Great. some of the best crab cakes I've ever eaten in my entire life. But um 
Well, that makes sense, you know, get the best seafood on an island, so that makes yeah, sense. Right off the coast of Virginia, Maryland, like it's right on that border of Virginia, yeah. Maryland, which is that area where you're going to get some amazing... Uh, Crustaceans. Yeah, especially crab cakes, though. Crabs specifically, yeah. but... I would imagine, I would imagine like, lobster would be pretty fucking amazing. That's more north. That's closer to Maine, Canada area, Boston, Maine, that, that New true. England area, but... Um, you you get crab as you get further south, and then right. you know crabs if you go even further south. But that's a different issue. Um, like Florida, <laughs> right? You're definitely gonna get crabs in Florida. Maybe Georgia. Um... <laughs> Terry, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, no, I've never really left the. Uh, I've never really left. I went to, I mean, I've been to other places, but like the whole point of like the tropical lounging conversation is like, I've been to Hawaii. Um, I might, all of my brother's friends dubbed me the big Island. Like that was my nickname because we were on the big Island yeah, and still, me, that doesn't feel like a compliment at all. Like I, but and I kept trying to ask, I'm like, why are you just, are you just saying I'm fat? Like you're fucking fat too, motherfucker. Like, what are you giving me shit for? And they're just like, no. I think the main thing was is that so many of them had not seen me in years mm. because these were like Joel and Alex's like high school friends who, and elementary school, like they, they knew me before I was born basically. So right. like these, uh, you know, I, I say I have two brothers, but the truth is I was adopted by a lot of Piedmonters. So, and it just sort of, I, I think like the shock of seeing, of not seeing someone after like five or six years or something. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe not necessarily taller, but th certainly bigger. Right, uh, right. You know, they were just like, oh my God, you are the big island. Because now I'm like of equal footing. I can like wrestle with them. You know, before right, they're like, I'll right. wrestle with you, but I can't, I don't want to hurt you. Sure, sure. And now it's like, Rico, leave me alone. I'm old. You're going to hurt me. And it's like, <laughs> fuck you. Revenge, Gary. Um, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I've been to Hawaii. It was, it was an interesting time. It, it's not my go-to for, like, relaxation and paradise. It's still a beautiful, you know, state. All You know, the island I was on was, was beautiful and it was really interesting. We were also totally fucking spoiled. So I'm sure, like, all the local residents fucking hated us. Because I, we're like in a five star hotel because it was Joel's wedding. I got to be honest, if I'm gonna fly a ridiculously amount of long time to go to an island, I'm going to Australia. Like that's you know. Oh, what I mean? agree. Like, like if I'm gonna fly, like I know, I know. Listen, for those listening, they're gonna be like, "Wait a minute." Yes, I realize the flight to to Hawaii is shorter than the flight to Australia. I get that, but yeah. if I'm gonna fly halfway into the Pacific, I might as well just go the whole route and land over there. That's all I'm saying. Huh. Motherfucker, if you are flying halfway into the Pacific, you're on your way to fucking Atlantis. Like, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway. I mean, that's something that you and I have talked about, not really in a serious way, but it's like, yeah, if we were ever to go on a trip together, for sure, it would probably be Australia. It would be there or London, just because of like Rebecca and Henry and everybody over there, too. I mean, those would be yeah. the two places I could think we would travel together to. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know what's not in a tropical location, or even a place that you could fly to. 
Willy Wonka's factory. Well, no, see, that's and that's something I wanted to discuss with you in general is where you think this fucking place is, because I, I think it's in a magical fucking land because it doesn't make any bit of sense. Like both movies don't make sense in general. And that's what we are talking today, guys. We're talking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder's 71 edition, yeah. and then the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton edition. But, 2005. Yeah, the the original was filmed in like Germany. Germany, Germany. yeah, and it looks German. Oh, very much so. It looks yeah. like old German town, like yep. it's but uh, it's really just old German. You know, that's it. Not even town, just old German. Period. <laughs> um, the the Burton one, I still don't know where the fuck he lives because like it's implied he kind of lives like in England. That's what I took from it. Yeah, but then like. Other people speak American and like, it's, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint. It's honestly just both places are fictional countries. It, it, and they're it's, just, it's just Wonkaville. But that's a, that's the thing, right? It It's fictional. You say it's fictional countries and maybe, maybe not. But my, my argument for that is while the countries are, I guess like it's, it, it's doing the DC thing. That's the best way to describe it, yeah. right? Like yeah. Gotham's a fictional place, Metropolis is a fictional place, but you can then go from Metropolis to New York, and that's a real thing. Like or Clark Kent's from Kansas, you know? Right. Like right, you know they didn't yeah. they didn't make up a state to they, accommodate. I mean, they made up a planet to accommodate Superman, but that's yeah. beside the point, right? But yeah, you can go from Gotham to like you know New Orleans, like that's a yeah. real thing. You can go, but, you know. Marvel does the same thing. I mean, Wakanda, you know, it's like... Wakanda's the only one, though, that I... I mean... Sokovia? <sighs> mm-hmm. I'd have to look that one up. Sokovia's might... not real. Sokovia's not a real country. It might be a region, though. Like, that would not stun me if that was a region of a place and they just used the region name. That would not... You know what Maybe. I mean? Where it may not be a city, but it might be a region like that. I could see because everything it, else, Laos, which is a you know, yes. you know, Ohio's featured a couple times. No, Ohio is not real. <laughs> um, you know, you know, Oakland, despite Wakanda not being real, Oakland's featured. Like, there's a lot of you know, <laughs> yeah, it is obviously. Um, there's a lot of real places really featured. Even that, that base that they end up at an endgame in New Jersey is a real base. I know that base exists. Now, I'm sure there's not that section of the base that hid, you know, the, the you know, well, I'm not sure, but I'm confident that that section doesn't for the, exist. For the government official listening to this, yeah, we, right, know yeah. we, we know it's not real. We acknowledge yeah. is not real. Marvel is fictional. Right. Right. So the the point though is that this is similar to that that I I I would say it's in England, maybe not London, but certainly like you know maybe like Liverpool or Manchester or something like that, you know. If if I had to pull a theory out of nowhere, I would probably say that when Roald Dahl like took inspiration because when he was a kid, he was essentially Charlie Right. Not not to the point of like living in a fucking sideways, you know, slanted fucking house, with, you know, with all four grandparents in a one bed, which we'll get to. Um <laughs> but he was Norwegian. Like he was Norwegian American. Dahl is a Norwegian name. 
to the point where my mother's last name, which is Norwegian, was Amdal. Right. So, right. Um, but so he are was you Norwegian, are you he, related to this fucker no, in some capacity? No, 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 no. Amdal and Dahl are, is like. You know, like my last name is DiGiorgio, which means of George. There are Italians that just named Giorgio. Ah. So like it's it's that's basically how it is. Gotcha. Um, but he was Norwegian, but he was also uh raised in England. Yeah. And I would wager a guess that he took both influence from both places. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. make up I... his own like world, you know. But they, Nordland. Ne- but, but they never th- that's the weird part about it and I'm certainly not giving saying anything bad about Roald Dahl because I, I I'm a first off I'm a fan of his books like you you've given me shit for not reading and I don't read anymore but when I was a kid I read a lot and I read several of his books including because what other people may not realize is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is not just one it's 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 a multi uh, book two. series. It's. I think there's three actually. If there's three, I've never heard of it. I know there were un. There were lost chapters, and like he had written down other chapters to maybe make a third book or replace certain things in the both Charlie books because the second one is Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Right. But those are the old. To the best of my knowledge, those are the only two I, that are. Published. You might be right. I thought there was a third, but you might. You might be right. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not confident enough to argue with you on that but well i'm i am a massive roald Dahl fan like i like oh, let me put it this way every a lot of there was like kids that gravitated toward dr seuss and like shell silverstein mm-hmm. and i definitely appreciate both of their uh children's books and everything but i always clung back to roald Dahl because i i was that fan of roald Dahl, still am where i've read his adult books not like porn even though I think he actually did technically write like adult books, like when he was like I struggling. Don't know. But there's like you know I I was a I'm a big fan of Henry Henry Sugar, uh, Danny the Champion the the Champion of the World I think was what it's called Matilda for mm-hmm. fuck's sake like mm-hmm. um yeah I rolled all I'll t- I'll tell you one story that I read that really fucked me up when I was reading it's a short story the the story starts about a mother. Uh, delivering her baby and she's struggling and like they're not sure if the baby's going to survive and they're talking about how like this is like her fourth or fifth miscarriage like or stillborn baby and stuff like that and like finally she delivers the baby and it's successful and uh, the husband comes in he's very stern and he finally you know acknowledges he has a son born and then it ends with the doctor be like, "Congratulations, Mrs. Hitler! You're now a mother." Ooh, that's what Roald Dahl wrote. And so you're like sympathizing. You're like, "I don't want this war woman to lose her child. I don't want you know a baby to die." Blah 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 blah. And then you're like, "Oh man, I really hope he pulls through." It's like, "Oh my god, I, I rooted for Hitler." Yeah, right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I, by the way, I did confirm. You're right. It is just the two. For some reason, I thought that was a third, but regardless. Well, there's going know. to be a third Wonka movie, which we will talk about at the end. Do you know anything about that? I don't. That's news to me. So, yeah. All right. We'll, so we'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you but, the cherry on top at the end of this. Yeah, no, but, but I thought that was a, th- I, I had thought it was a third book, but I'm not, I, I confirmed they're not. And it's fine because it, you know what I might be confusing it with in terms of how many books there are is, um, Frank Albaum, because there's, I think there's like four. Oh or five yeah, there's wizard. like six, 
Yeah, there's like six Oz books. Yeah, so I'm and I and I read them all around the same time in my life. So I probably easily just from memory remembered that part wrong. But anyway, yeah. The the point being is that it, you know he he's written a bunch. I mean, I know, I know another big one for everyone is the BFG. Like people fucking love the BFG. I've not read that one, so I can't speak to it very intelligently. But I've I've read the book. I did not see the movie. That was one of those movies where I'm like, eh, it doesn't look super intriguing to me yeah yeah um uh james and the giant peach was a was a yep, big one that's true too yep 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 forgot about another that. movie that tim burton produced didn't technically direct but he produced it yeah yeah so regardless of they're all you know first off motherfuckers got an imagination for sure pure imagination um, yeah sure. i wasn't i wasn't going there but sure and i did and i did um so I I bought the Johnny Depp one for this, mm-hmm. and I yep. actually ended up buying the 10th anniversary edition, so it came with some extras and, and whatnot, which was kind of neat. Um, the okay. extras primarily being like a photo book of just the cast and them doing stuff on set, and then sure. a, and then a quick letter from uh Tim from Tim Burton, Tim Burton, just you know talking about how it's been ten. You can't believe it's been ten years already, and this, that, and the third. And, and uh, yeah, I think now it's been no. Now it's it's uh, seventeen 15. years, seventeen. Yeah, but it at the time it was ten. The time the thing was put, the package was put together was ten years. And okay. uh, he he praises the fuck out of Deep Roy in the letter, which we should talk about. We'll talk about when we get there because that motherfucker deserves a whole ton of uh, credit. Can I? I'll I'll say one thing. Originally, he was hired, and then they like they expanded the role for him playing all the Oompa Loompas, and they had him do. Like, he played every Oompa Loompa by lip syncing and dancing everything. Yeah, and they gave him a pay raise of one million dollars for all the work he did. Not that I didn't know, but but the one thing is when you say they expanded the role, I don't know if that's fair, an accurate statement depending on how you intended it because everything I've seen including interviews directly with Tim Burton said that he only wanted Deep and that was it. There was never intentions to cast anyone else. Well what I mean is like I don't think they were going to make a whole fucking population of Deep Roy playing oh, no, they, all they, the they, No they did. Yeah. But, I, but I think they were thinking like oh you know five or six maybe ten not hundreds. Not according to the, the extras I was okay. watching. That okay. what what we got was Tim's plan from from jump. So Steph Steph hated that by the way. She hated the fact that it was like all of them are cl- like basically identical to one another. I'm just like, it's a fucking fictional goddamn like species. So, so Get over he, yourself. He, he, so here's the thing, right? Let let's let's talk about the elephant in the room before we get into these because I think I think that's well at least to me there is. So okay. I see the I see the side eye there is um because I I feel like at least from the people that I've spoken to over the years, not even in preparation for today, just over the years in conversation, that if you grew up with the seventy one Wilder one, the general consensus is that the Johnny Depp one's just shit because nothing will ever be better than the Wilder one. Now, I am not, while I am someone who grew up with the Wilder one, that is not the camp that I sit in by mm-hmm. any means. Um, Quite honestly, I find watching the Wilder one a hard watch now. I, 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 I struggle to watch that one now because of how, how much I like the Johnny Depp one. But that's, that's, 
a discussion for later, but there seems to be this 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 hatred for the Johnny Depp one solely based on the fact that they made it, not the content of it. You know. Well, first let me let me say that I am I am Wilder Camp, but I don't think the Depp one is shit. I'm not. I don't have that opinion. Um, I think both films are unique by still telling the same story. Yeah. They they both have different visions and interpretations, and and I think they they each hold their own. I like the Wilder one more because of nostalgia purposes, but I will say uh, there there was a debate recently on Twitter and largely due to the fact they announced a prequel and it, everybody with their, everybody had their fucking opinion and you, there, you'd be surprised. There are more Depp, Charlie, Tim Burton defenders than you would think. Now, most people now look at that film with a whole new appreciation. People still acknowledge. Yeah. The, the wilder one is the original. It's the classic. We all grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Depp one is more faithful to how bizarre Willy Wonka is. And to the story. I mean And to the story. Yeah. Like that the, that's been my big argument for the Johnny Depp one since the day I saw it. Now I didn't say a word before I saw it because I couldn't, but from the minute I saw it, having had read both books, because I did read mm-hmm. both books. And again, it's, you know, I'm 42 now, so it had to be, you know, 30 plus years ago, but I still read them. Right. I, rem- I remember enough of them to go, that's accurate. Like, you know. I mean, yes, absolutely. And I'm not, I mean, there are things of the original Gene Wilder one that are not in the book and are different enough. Like the fizzy lifting drinks not in was, the book. was not in the book. Nope. Uh, Slugworth was not. A spy for Wonka, right. even though it's he, not, even, he's it's not the, even Slugworth. He's in the book the way he is in the Johnny Depp the version. Depp, not, yes. yeah, he, but he's not, yeah. And, and the other, the other big thing that I remember being different is, um, uh, you said the fizzy lifting drink Slugworth. Some of the characters, the way they did it, like the they they got if if I recall. And this is the one thing I don't remember specifically. They got the relations right in the Depp one. Like Mike TV went with his his um, dad versus his mom in who went with him in in the Willie in the Wilder one. You know, I think if I I want to say I remember correctly, but I think that in the in the book, hmm. um. They they were allowed to bring one up to two parents, so I think it's possible that both Mister and Mrs. Salt, as an example, did come. I don't. But Charlie only brought Grandpa, Grandpa Joe. Joe. Right. Um. He may have because, like, I think his mom and his, and I think his father was still alive in the I, book, which he is in the Depp version as well. Correct. Know? Played by um, Noah Taylor. Right. Which, by the way, the the combination Noah Taylor and. Helena Bonham Carter as the buckets, I think was perfect. Honestly, yeah. it's one of the, yeah. I mean, are there some issues in all of these movies? Sure. In both these movies? Absolutely. Sure. But that's one of the few pieces I feel like they nailed <laughs> getting yeah. that right. Um, as well as honestly with, I, I like, I like Freddie Highmore as, um, 
Charlie. Is Charlie way better than Ostrom, honestly? Uh, Peter Ostrom, I I felt like he he's not. Freddie Highmore is a better actor than Peter Ostrom. Yeah, Peter, but Peter Ostrom nailed the childish innocence of being like they they both bring their own strengths. I I I saw not to cut you off. I saw a description that I thought was really apt, and I forget where I saw it, or I would give it credit, but I just saw it in the last like date or so. Um, Pete Peter Ostrom was a child who acted Freddie Highmore as a child actor. Like that, right. that's the, the primary difference between the two is what I saw. And, and I will give praise to Freddie Highmore. Freddie Highmore has become an actual just actor. He's, he's still, you know, young. Oh, yeah, he, he was on, I, th- I think it's canceled now, but he was on a show called the good doctor where he played a doctor with uh down or uh, autism. autism. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I watched the first, season and a half and the only reason why I stopped is it just it felt repetitive I know a lot of these shows can get repetitive but this one didn't feel like it ever deviated like it just started getting really kind of old for me so um, I have not I've seen clips but not and, really yeah, and, sat and, down. And I also want to stress that my, my dislike for that was not because of Freddie's uh, performance it was I feel like it was writing and stuff like that, that yeah I mean he was in a, a show Bates Motel. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw the first season of that too. Holy yeah. fuck! And it's, he's it's, good he's in that. He's good in that show, and he was also he was also in a movie that you know I love the fuck out of because I've brought it up several times on the over the years on the show. But he's in Finding Neverland, also with Johnny Depp, and he's amazing in that, in my opinion. So, which is how he got the role of Charlie. That's not that, what was said in the interviews that I saw, but it wasn't. It wasn't not said either. But they didn't specifically well, say that that's what got him the the role. Well, that's what that's what basically what Depp said. Depp said, from what I remember, that he he knew that he was going to make a Charlie movie with Tim because Tim only thought about Depp. He's like, there's no one else going to play fucking which, Wonka. Which, by the way, just, just to tie to that point, on that thing that he wrote in the 10th anniversary, he also said it's the only time he didn't have to fight with the studio to get Johnny. Well, up up to that. I mean, up, up I'm sure that. after that, it's it's kind of been like, well, I mean, Tim Burton's like, I was offered, you know, a directing job. And, and they're just like, so should we call Depp and Helena? <laughs> Right, but I mean, like, even up to that point, he'd already worked with Johnny a handful of times and, and still had to fight with him, but, like, or not yeah. fight with Johnny, but fight with the studios yeah. to, to, to get Johnny, but, you know. I, I also think there was a huge gap because, like, those other movies were before Pirates of the Caribbean, and then Pirates came out, sure. and Johnny was, like, superstar Johnny Depp, and it was like, so when Tim Burton just like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about my good old friend Johnny Depp, they're like, yes, of course, absolutely, yeah, please, would you like us to loop up? Like, yeah. absolutely. Um, my only complaint with his Willie, we'll get to the specific a little more, that's not a way worse than You I should mean. say Wonka from now on, dude. My only problem with Johnny's Willie it just wasn't enough. It was not wonky enough, man. <laughs> oh shit! Um, if you ever right saw uh, Alice in Wonderland, I feel like it was too close to his Mad Hatter. That was my only complaint with it, really. I mean, look, man, Depp can only be so many variations of weird with a but hat. See, but right, but see, Depp 
Depp to me is right in that, and and, and maybe we can have this argument a little bit later. Argument strong work because you may agree, but um, I feel like he's very much like Gary Oldman that he can really camouflage himself really well. Like there's some actors that really do that well and others where you're like, okay, I still like that actor. He's fantastic, but you know, it's that person. Tom Hanks is a great example of that. He does not camouflage himself very well, at least not in my opinion. But I don't know, man, I saw the trailer for the new Elvis film and he's in it. And he's like, I, you know, they're making a like Boz Lerman is making an Elvis film. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Do you remember, you saw Yoga Hosers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you remember I the own kid? A copy, so, do you remember the uh, the Canadian? Well, they're all Canadian, but you remember the, the <laughs> kid who uh, is one of the Satan worshippers, and he slams a dude up against the wall and screams and goes, "Oh, sorry." Do you Not, vaguely know who I'm talking about? Very, very vaguely. He's playing Elvis. He doesn't look anything like him. I mean, he dances like him, but you know, anybody with enough limberness can fucking, you know, sure. do an Elvis. It, it looks like, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good film, but Tom Hanks is playing like the dude who helped like discover, like he's basically his manager. Okay. And I don't know if he's German or Russian, but like Tom Hanks has got an accent. Just like, what the fuck is this movie? What is going well, I mean, on he in this can do trailer? A, but see here. Okay. So, well, here's what I mean though, right? Like he can do accents. Like a, I'll give you a good example. Of one where I think he does a halfway decent one is the terminal, you know? Yes. But, but it's still very clearly an accent um, for a made up country. Speaking of which. Sure. But it's also very clearly Tom Hanks, right? Like, (laughs) but, but I'm saying it's like where, where, where you have like, um, you know, uh, Johnny Depp or, um, who was I just, what? Oldman? Oldman. Like, you can... I forget what movie it was we were talking about, and I, and you and I were saying, well, that's... that You were saying that's an Oldman, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, that's how well he, he can bury himself into his characters. I feel like Johnny does the same thing, you know, very well. And so to see him... The whole point is to see him play two characters so similarly was a little weird, you know? To a degree. I mean, like, like I if you pulled out uh, the the never ending fucking caricatures or characters of Depp's repertoire, yeah. um, they're all mostly different. I mean, when he plays a normal person, you know, he, he's which it's he not very Depp. rarely does. Yeah, I mean, you know, he finds an accent, he finds a look. I mean, Jack Sparrow is radically different from the Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter is different without from, question from Ichabod Crane. But I would also say Benny's very different than all of them. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that's really... is What? Or maybe, maybe I've got the character's name wrong, but isn't he in Benny and June? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, he plays a character named Sam. Benny okay. and June are brother and sister. And it's he plays been a... so long since I've seen that movie, so my apologies. But the character... Oh, no, no, I, I was just confused. I'm like, Benny. No, 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 I, and I understand why. But the character he plays in that is also so very different from some of these other ones we're talking yeah. about. And and then even though he doesn't have a speaking, I mean, he does a little bit, but he doesn't really speak, but Edward Scissorhands, Edward's very different. You know what I mean? Like Edward Scissorhands, very different from Ed Wood. Ed Wood is very different from fucking Corpse Bride, you know, as another example. Right. Like, and and Swe- I've seen part of Sweeney Todd. He's, you know, like, you know, so jo- Johnny can do that very well. And honestly, like... Whereas, no. like in the comparison, Gene Wilder 
who I think who I thought was a great comedian and, and oh, I love and, Gene Wilder as a whole. I love Gene Wilder. I think he's awesome. <laughs> but his shtick was very like he didn't have the widest range. He was always like that guy's really funny. He very nice, but he's also kind of unnerving. What what I think of my biggest overall problem with Willy Wonka and the Charlotte Chocolate Factory from the seventy one version is yeah. that they. I, See again, it's we talk one problem. No, I'm just trying to make sure I phrase it the right way because if I don't phrase it right, you're gonna you're gonna have a very easy comeback argument. We're gonna get into a whole thing that I'm trying to avoid. But like, you know, going back to in the book, you know, there are songs in the book, but they're very specific moments, and they're usually only the way it was described in one of the interviews I saw, which I knew already was after the demise of each child even though they don't technically die, you know? So I think demise is the wrong term, but still. Downfall. Uh, yeah. Whereas in the Gene Wilder one, there's a bunch of songs that are not... So they turned it into a musical. And I'm not anti-musical. There are musicals out there I fucking love. So I'm not mm-hmm. anti-musical, but they... It, and then when you read the book, because I saw the movie before I ever read the book, like that's to be clear just because of my age and the way you come up you know i mean i know the book came out long before the movie but you know so i read the books long after i saw the movie and then you see the depth one and because i even remember when i read the books going this is not like the movie Mm -hmm. you know when you're you know what nine ten years old or so reading that's going to be your thinking is why is the book different than the movie like you know sure when really the book is the source material, but sure. you just don't know that at that point in life. But it, it it it's so different. You know what I mean? Like even even the elevator, like the elevator, the way they did it, just doesn't feel right to me. But but anyway, we'll get back to that. But the music itself, having all these extra songs like the Golden Ticket and World of Imagination, I know World of Imagination is like iconic at this point. People, yeah you know sing that song for just randomness sometimes but like harry harry connor jr does like a rendition like yeah. it is a state it's now part of the great american songbook at this point sure and and i as a whole i have zero objection to that right but if we're talking about you know and we talk about this all the time it that adaptations the Johnny Depp one is more pure of an adaptation than the Willy Wonka, the the Wilder one. Of course, and 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 I'm not disagreeing with that. It's definitely a more faithful adaptation, but it still takes its own liberties. Like there is no, there was no Wilbur Wonka. Like there, his father was not a dentist. Yeah, that was de- a whole thing. Yeah, the dentist part was added, uh, and I'll acknowledge that that was added for to to fluff it out a little bit and give that, and mainly to give that give uh, a reason why Willy Wonka is so uh, anti-family. He's, that still doesn't explain why he was, how he was. I mean, both versions of Willy Wonka are eccentric as all hell, but Johnny Depp's version is even more eccentric, if possible. Certainly weirder. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. weirder. Yeah. And but, uh, and both have that kind of sinisterness to them. Like, they both want the kids to fucking, like, fail or torture. But because Steph and I were, you know, we were watching this shit last night, and I was explaining to her, I'm like, you know, she said, you know, Wilder really just wants the kids to, like, 
die. Like he, he, she compared him to Jigsaw from the Saw movies. See, I, I, I would go the other way. I feel like Depp cared less than Wilder does. And, and that was my argument, which was, I think the difference is, is that Wilder's Wonka likes kids. He doesn't like bratty, shitty kids, but he likes kids. Whereas yeah. I don't think Depp's Willy Wonka. I had to add the Wonka at the end. <laughs> because, you know, when I, the, you'll understand because the next sentence is I think Depp's Wonka doesn't like children at all. You know? Um, I, I, I don't. By the end, he does. Okay. Okay, I'll get. I'll give you that. If you're, if you're, but I'd even go as far as he doesn't even like people. Yes, he there. That I'll, I'll agree with you more there than the specific children. I don't think he likes people, but children especially. Uh, I don't think there's an especially to it. I think it's. I think it's across the board. Uh, I, I don't. I think. I think he just doesn't like. You're right. He doesn't like people, but, but well, more so, he doesn't trust people. It's not that I don't even know if it's he Agreed. doesn't like he it, doesn't trust people because the way they the way they they line up the backstory in the Johnny Depp one and I don't mean like the the part where he's a kid with the dentist dad I'm talking about the leading up to the, what's that the spot yeah but the leading yeah. up of him or him even him having the single shop and then it expanding into the crazy factory. You know, because mm-hmm. if you remember, it starts with him having one candy shop. Yeah. Um, that sets up that I feel like he really did like his employees until they started stealing shit. And that's, right. that is where his distrust of people comes from. And yeah, but even if you took that away, he's still a weird motherfucker. No, but see, there's a difference between a weird motherfucker and distrusting people. You can you can be a weird motherfucker and trust everybody. We know people like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean that as a compliment. Like I love some of these people, but they trust everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it is what it. But they're still weird. But I mean, it, it, it you know. It, well, look, I'll I'll add to this because you were. I don't know if you know this or i don't know if you researched this but the majority of the lyrics that are in the johnny depp version what the Oogaloopas are singing are right are right yeah. are from the book yeah they're done in different styles like danny elfman had a must have had a ball oh i watched a whole thing it was a whole thing on El- El- elfman said it was one of the funnest projects he's ever worked on period yeah. It, it was also the, one of the hardest ones he said he ever worked on, too. But Yeah, because Danny Elfman had to supply each and every Oompa Loompa voice, sometimes multiple times, to overlap each other. Well, and the funny part is it didn't start that way. He The the the, the plan there was that he started just... He recorded himself doing some of the lyrics to submit it to Tim, Tim Burton, just for approval. And Tim's like, no, that's it. Like, that, that right there. Like... Mm-hmm. And and Danny was like, no, but the the lyrics need to be no, no, that's that's it right there, and mm-hmm. so that you know, and uh, he said every Do time you... he submitted a new um, song style, he was expecting Tim to be like, no, and every time he was like, yep, that's it. Yeah, Burton was like, "Bring on the crazy!" This is Charlie the Chocolate Factory. We can do crazy here. Yeah. yeah. Do you th- do you think Tim Burton had Danny Elfman do his uh, doorbell? I, like, if I you went to Tim Burton's house, rang the doorbell, it's a Danny Elfman tune, like, original Danny Elfman I, fucking jingle. I would not be stunned by that. It's just like, you ring it, the Burtons. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, right. Um, it'd be this. This is it. You ring the doorbell. That's every fucking Danny Elfman intro. I just made it up, and it works for every single one of them. Well, you really did, Pee Wee. Pee-wee's big adventure right there, basically. Which would make sense because that was the first movie they collaborated on. Yeah. Um, you know it, it's it's Burton's Playhouse. It it yeah. It's either <laughs> that, it's it's either that or it's dun 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 you know. Oh, so. the Batman the Batman yeah. overture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um but you yeah, know, Elfman Elfman but he pulled you to your point, he pulled the lyrics directly from the pages from the of the book. Which they did not do for the Wilder one. Look, do I like Pure Imagination? Absolutely. It's 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 a great song. It's great for kids. Every most kids know that fucking song, yep. just like they know fucking Akuna Matata. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just yeah. Um, let me put it this way: Sinatra could do a rendition of Pure Imagination. He would not do a rendition of Akuna Matata. So, like, that's <laughs> no. the best way to describe it. Sure. It means no worry. <laughs> <laughs> he did do he did do uh it's not easy being green that's that's still a weird one for me i think i need to hear that but that's besides the it, point it, it's exactly what you think it is it's oh, like I'm it's sure. also yeah it's kind of also older sinatra where he's like no one's listening to my standards anymore i need to do like what are the kids listening to these days so this is when he did like a cover of mrs robinson so this was quincy jones idea basically based based on our I, lives. I, I think it might have been frank's like that's what's really fucked up is i think frank <laughs> <laughs> because he's like, it's not that easy being green. You're like, when are you green? What What are you talking about? You mean syphilis? What are you <laughs> or, talking or, about? Or, or, well, after all night of drinking and throwing up the next morning, I mean, that could be, you know. Um, it's not that easy being drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Let, so um, so let, let's other, talk. Good. Good. The other songs, like the other songs of, of the original, like I. I there are great songs, but are sung by the wrong people. Best example is I've got a golden ticket. That should not be a song sung by grandpa Joe. That should be a song sung by Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. On his way home, getting the golden ticket. Or, or if you're going to include grandpa, have, have Charlie start the song and grandpa be the back for back vocal versus the other way around the way it is in the movie. Sure. Because, yeah. Grandpa Joe didn't get a golden ticket. Grandpa Joe fucking did nothing for 20 years. And then as soon as he saw a fucking meal ticket, he's like, oh, shit, I feel so much better. Oh, man, my my joints are just ready. Can I get my free chocolate now? Yeah, like I I. I always found that I, a little weird. I got to be honest. It's incredibly weird, man. Yeah. And I thought it was weird back then. Um, like apparently, but, fuck his mom, right? But, like, but we can't say anything about the Depp one either because it's the same. It's the same kind of thing, right? I, I mean, look, the only reason why they are there is because that's how Roll Tall wrote it. Is yeah, Grandpa Joe yeah. all of a sudden got a spark of life and is able to fucking do the moonwalk and, and, all the way to the and, goddamn? And it is a kid's story, and we do have to keep some consideration to that. So, I mean, like, I it's also fantasy, right? Right. Because four people in one bed for 20 years, that that's just gross. <laughs> like, and there's like elements to that and hints to that where like even Grandpa Joe in the original, when they go through the fucking Waka fucking mobile or whatever, the, the, the unnecessary, well, nothing's necessary because chocolate doesn't have to have a point. But like when they go through the fucking car that's like 
run on every soda imaginable, and yeah. then like they they go they get a bath. Yeah. He's like, best bath I've ever had in twenty years. Like, oh, I don't doubt that. <laughs> right. Like, right. what do you but like? Are you do you and Grandpa Georgina like or Grandpa Josephine or Grandpa jo- whatever? All these grandparents like s- like wash themselves in a bed, and then like the whole bed just gets moldy. Or does like your daughter do that for you? Like. What what is going on? How do people? Is there do do? Uh, like like? Yeah, are you all right there? Did, does everybody get to... a bedpan, or do you all share the same one? Like, do you look this close to having an aneurysm there for a second? Are you all right? Do you need? A I'm I'm fine. It's just like the the more you think about trying to make a roll doll fantasy book become realistic, the more you're like, well. Fuck, they're, you know, it's like trying to explain Dr. Seuss. Right. You know, like, everybody right. speaks in rhyme, and the Grinch isn't actually green. Go figure. Like, what the fuck? Um, tell me what you think of this, because I, I thought... I hate it. What? Probably. But okay. David Kelly, who plays Grandpa Joe in the Depp version... Uh-huh. Tell me he wouldn't have been perfect in the Harry Potter world somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, 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 um... I absolutely see him as one of the. I mean, listen, he size wise, he's too big, but facially speaking, he's either a house elf, or <laughs> no, I'm serious, or or he was one of the um the the Gringotts over a Gringot, one of the the tellers at Gringotts. So you're saying he's not perfect for a wizard. He's perfect for a fucking elf or a goblin. Well, he almost sounds like Dobby when he jumps out of the bed. When he's like, whippy! He really does almost sound like Dobby. Like, I actually had to look it up to see if he voiced Dobby. Because I could not remember. And he didn't. But Apparently, older Irish actors are just fucking house elves, man. <laughs> No, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not. Man, being... when, when Colin Farrell gets older, he's just going to be perfect for the, like, the 18th Harry Potter film. By your well, he's favorite. already in the franchise, so fuck. But yeah, that's true. I Fuck, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, Brendan Gleeson. No, fuck, he's in that, too. Yeah. So basically, if you're Irish, you're in Harry Potter, yeah, except for so, David Kelly. Except for David Kelly, and since he's dead, he's not going to get to do it now, but still. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. I think I think most British actors belong in the world of Harry Potter. To be perfectly no, no, honest, no, no, but I'm just saying specifically, like he I, and I, I, I listen it, for those potential David Kelly fans out there that might get angry. Like I'm not saying it as a, a negative. Like I mean, like he would be a perfect fit in that world. And honestly, the yeah. fact that the fact that he's not is a little disappointing that he's not actually in it because he would have he would have fit. You know, so yeah, um, absolutely. I love the whole concept of Grandpa Joe working at the factory. I, yeah. I did like that too, but I, I guess I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because we I, wanted... I do like the joke about how it's like, oh, 20 years ago, he looks exactly the same. Well, I mean, yeah, but what are you gonna do? I, you know, I like that type of I like that type of humor, which is like, oh, when I was a much younger man, he looks exactly the same. Right, right, yeah, but but again, I to your point, it, this is that you know, it's children's fantasy, so who who cares? Right. But. But you're going back to the uh, the the original one. Yeah, I. Were you did you have anything? Well, I was talking about one of the musicals. Like I, I absolutely even back then as a kid, I hated the song "Cheer Up, Cheer Up, Charlie," that his mother sings. You know, her uh, whole fucking well, sings when, when she's doing laundry. And, yeah, yeah. And she's basically saying like. Cheer up, dude. Like, life doesn't get any better, but you can get through it. And, like, me and Grandpa Joe are going to, like, take all your troubles away. And I'm like, no, you're not. 
You're not. Like, right, right. And also, everybody's telling you, you don't have a chance, fucker. Like, you don't have a chance to fucking go and get a, a golden ticket, so just shut the fuck up and drink your goddamn uh, cabbage water. And and she delivers this whole thing, and he's not even there. He, like, fucked off. He's, like, walking away silently, thinking, oh, man, life sucks in Germantown. And she's, like, delivering this great fucking song to no one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like there, there are great songs. Like it's hard to write a song. It's hard to write a musical, uh, especially in like the golden age of the seventies, where everything was a fucking musical or dark mm-hmm. and gritty. Right. Like, right. Like, but the the choices of 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 certain characters singing songs or how they directed. Like, I I think um, Veruca Salt's like I want it now is a perfect song for that character, and she delivers it great. You know, the actress who plays Veruca delivers that song really fucking well, almost to the point where I think I think some of the songs are better than the Danny Elfman, Tim Burton one, but I think the Danny Elfman, Tim Burton one is more faithful because they took the lyrics from, sure. from the book. Yeah. Which makes me curious what the fuck they're going to do with the, another Wonka movie because it's also supposed to be a musical. Who's who's doing it though? The actor. Well, I'm. Uh, I'll, we'll talk when we get there because I'm curious about multiple things. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want you to look it up. I'll, I'll tell you what I know. But um, yeah. But to your point, this. I mean, yeah. The song. Does that song fit her? Yes. But like, getting back to the point, the golden geese was not a thing. No. In the book. I think. I think it was squirrels. If I. It remember. was squirrels. Yeah. 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 The squirrels thing that you get in the Johnny Depp. He, apparently, so, and you may have known this, but for the audience, apparently both Johnny and Tim walked around the set with a copy of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory literally in their back pockets, except for when shooting ex- was filming, except when yeah. shooting. Yeah. Well, and even then, Tim probably had his, but, but obviously Johnny yeah. didn't, you know. But Johnny the, had it under his hat. It wouldn't or, surprise right, me, you know. Right, yeah. But he said literally they would sometimes pull like ad libs from the book, you mm-hmm. know, or or they would have, um, you know, scripted lines and they wouldn't line up directly with the book, which is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. You don't have to like line for line it from the book. But right. then Johnny would say would pull the book up and be like, oh, well, he said this in the book. We could add it to the line. It would work. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Like that happened frequently during the the filming of the of the movie i mean also to be to really add one thing like both depp and wilder on paper are not perfect for wonka depp maybe a little closer yeah Depp definitely like, closer the character is diminutive he's a tiny man so you're talking like it, listen it's gonna sound like i'm making a joke but like danny devito would have been like the height of Danny DeVito, but not him actually. I think playing. Danny could have done it. It it sounds more like it would be like Joe Pesci. Like you think so? That angry? I didn't say angry. Because well, Pesci has two speeds: calm and angry. There's not really an in between there. So does DeVito. No, because there's 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 um, what was the movie that like I I there was a movie I saw him in that I think makes me think he could do it. I was um. Like, well, no, because he's pretty angry in Twins, too. Maybe you're right. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when you get a bald, angry Bob Italian... Cat? Who? Bobcat, maybe? Is Bobcat Goldthwait short? He's about the same height as Danny, I think. Yeah. Really? He's I five think, foot? I think I think so. I'll check. Oh but... wow. I didn't know that. He's not I he's mean... not super tall. He's under he's he's under five ten, I think, if he's not he may not be five feet, but he's not tall. I mean, I would probably go to like I mean it's hard to say. But I mean just like uh Wolverine is supposed to be fucking five foot two. Sure, sure. Bobcat's you know, we, five we... Bob gets five seven, so so he's my, he's our height. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think he's. I don't think they gave a specific height. No. But he's supposed to be very. He's supposed to be a little man, like not to the point where he's a dwarf. Because what's the point of having the Oompa Loompas? Right. Right. Which is probably why they were like, well, you know how hard it is to make fucking little, 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 little people. We got to in order to make it look. N- "Quote unquote normal." We have to have a normal sized person play Willy Wonka, and then have dwarves play um, the Oompa Loompas. I mean, I don't know what you did consider tall, but like, well, how tall is she, Wilder? Well, I'm looking that up in a minute, but Johnny's five ten. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, he's he's under six foot. I think that would be the prerequisite. You have to be under six foot. But I mean, he also has like a goatee, which is like weird that like Johnny Depp. Always normally has a goatee, and for like once, he just in he just doesn't have it. Gene's five ten as well, so they're both okay. the same height. So, although I would agree with you, Gene looked taller. Like if if you were to take the screen versions of both Willy Wonka's and put them side by side, I would have guessed that Gene was taller. Right. Yeah. Um. There are, there are parts of both movies that I liked, and I think they did correctly. Sure. Um, for example, I don't think the Mike TV in the remake it fits the character. I feel like the Mike TV in the original lived up to his name. He was obsessed with TV. Whereas this other kid wasn't even watching TV, he was playing video games, and he was kind of like an like a angry nerd. He was just like a scientific, angry fuck. Yeah, yeah. I, which I think they were just trying to modernize the story a little bit with that. You, which, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not. You could still modernize it by kids, like you know, kids still watch TV. No, absolutely. And if you were going to do it again now, he would probably be like, it would still be called Mike TV because I would not want them to change the, the name of the character. But he right. would probably be extreme. He would probably be like obsessed with like streaming services like Netflix or or Prime or one of those type things. Like Mike Streamy, yeah, Mike yeah. PC. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Yeah, don't no. change the name. No, no, but, don't, don't change the fucking names. The names work. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I love that um that's the other thing is like Gene's version was much more to your point about Willy Wonka not liking people and specifically children. I felt like Gene Wilder's version was much more uh, accepting of the gentle. Yeah, like for example, I remember when when they first get there and hand their golden tickets over to Willie, he's like, oh, it's so great to see you. Please go stand over there and so forth and so on. Whereas when when Johnny Depp's bringing them in for the first time and she and and I remember I don't remember all of them specifically, but I remember Veruca's 
she jumps in front and goes, I am Veruca Salt. And he goes, I thought Veruca was a thing, a wart you get on the bottom of your feet. And then he just moves on. Like, and then throughout the whole thing, he's calling Mike a mumbler, like throughout the movie up until the Which, point where he gets shrunk. Steph asked me why, why, why is this mumbler joke? And I'm like, well, in the original, he, every time Mike TV says something, Wilder's Wonka is always like, I'm a little hard of hearing. I need you to speak louder. He says that more than once. Yeah, yeah. But the rumor is, is Marlon Brando, <laughs> who Depp worshipped and also was friends with, yeah, happened to die right before filming started. And I and I would it would not be that surprising if dump if a uh, if a uh, Depp was like throwing a little homage to Marlon, because Brando was definitely a mumbler. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make him an awful... Like, what the fuck did you say, Marlon? I said... What? I'm the greatest actor in the world. Then enunciate, motherfucker. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. So, I I think it's a little bit of both. Based on our last episode, I just had the perfect... Or not last episode, two episodes ago. I I think I have our our perfect... uh, What the fuck conversation. Okay. You have Harrison Ford, Marlon Brando, and Ozzy Osbourne at a round table having a discussion. <laughs> I, I I would uh I would definitely watch that. I would I would hang out the mumble factory, like just like let me tell you and then you get fucking Brando like, I know, it's amazing. And then Brando and then uh, Ford is just like <laughs> like, then, I would definitely. And then you just need re- subtitles for that. <laughs> sure. And then, goddamn Brando's cat. Jack Nicholson comes out of nowhere. Yeah, just yep. like, goddamn Brando's. Yeah. No, even better. You have Brando's cat. Just like, no. <laughs> just this fat fucking tuxedo cat. Mew, mew. Like, mew, mew, mew. Oh, man. That's... But uh, yeah, the, I, that's why I think the mumble, the mumbler joke was thrown in. I didn't really love it either. But I again, there were most of the time I didn't really particularly like how Depp reacted to the kids on a whole, which goes to the whole thing is that he doesn't like children, which makes us as an audience, especially if you're a child or at least a young adult, find it hard to at least like Willy Wonka, his version. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, like you're not, I don't, I don't understand why people are like, you know, like I think there was a thing where like the studio wanted to originally not have Mister Bucket in the film at all because they wanted the relationship between Charlie and Willie to be like to, parental. Yeah, and yeah. Depp was like, Depp and Burton were like, "Are you out of your fucking minds? You think Willy Wonka is a father figure?" How, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like he, yeah, he li- he literally is letting kids fucking be tortured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hey, listen. His his people skills are not strong at this point in his life. That's that's a given. You know what I mean? And as we already kind of talked about, so it. I I didn't have a problem with the mumbler thing, regardless of whether or not that has anything to do with Brando or not. It it to me it was just that. Willy Wonka was looking for a different thing about each each 
per each kid that he didn't like, with the exception of Charlie. He never, he never gets that way with Charlie, not once. Until no, because, until yeah. the whole like I want to take my family with me part of the end. Right. By the way, how amazing is it that Charlie in both versions was so fucking lucky to be, you know, down the road from the fucking factories to begin with? Like, imagine Charlie Bucket gets his golden ticket, but he lives in like Delaware. (laughs) He gets the ticket the day before it's supposed to happen. Right. So he would be like, what the fuck? I'm poor as shit. How am I supposed to get to Delaware? Yeah. From, you know, or or how am I supposed to get away from Delaware? Which everybody in Delaware, I don't, I don't know. I've never been to Delaware, but it sounds like that's what would be the norm. I got to get out of Delaware. I, uh, I, 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 I work and live near Delaware. So do you confirm what people are trying to get out of Delaware? Um, no, Delawareans <laughs> fucking love. Do Delaware. they? Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know people that have been offered opportunities to get the fuck out, and they're like, "No, nah, I'm good." So okay, well, all, all you Delawareans. I, I don't, job. I don't know why, but that's you know a thing. So, but you see um, my point, right? I do. Of like, I do. how fucking lucky is Charlie? Just like happen to be around the corner from the factory. Like, good fake fuck, man. Like, he's just like, I could, you know, yeah, I didn't have to travel from Germany or England or Iowa or mm-hmm. wherever the fuck Violet's from. Minnesota. Texas. Minnesota. Well, well it, it depends on which version, but like. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. That was another thing. I didn't remember. I don't know why they fucking like changed the, where they, where she was from specifically. I, th- I, again, I think the, the Johnny Depp version is where she's from. You know, huh. or or I think, and I'd have to go back and look at the book again because it's been so long. I don't know if they ever specify a state. I think it's just it's United States. Well, I thought they specify. I thought they differentiated because Mike TV is also from the states. So Maybe. I'd I'd have to go back and look honestly. But. Right. Uh, I I would imagine. I mean, you are also fairly close by to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and that's that- what I would imagine this would be like, like if you grew up with a chocolate factory down the road from you, you smell the chocolate. Well, like every time you inhale, you get diabetes. Well, it's, it's not that close to where I live, but yes, um, you're closer than I am. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's still like a probably two hour drive, but you know, yeah. um, you know, it's funny. You said it the way you did though. I, I have a friend who is highly allergic to chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like, Highly, like, to the point that, like, when his kids, because his kids are not, mm-hmm. right? So it's not one of those things where his allergy passed on. And actually, it's an, it's, it's an allergy he developed later in life. Like, when he was a sure. kid, he could eat it. And it just one day, it became, like, death. Um, it, Jesus, no, imagine, no, yeah, imagine that day. <laughs> like, for example, Jeez. I'll give you a couple quick examples. Like, he can't eat Taco Bell anymore. Because they actually put cocoa powder in their meat. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I did know that, actually. So he can't eat that. Um, That's like Cincinnati chili kind of shit, like where they yeah. put cocoa powder no, in the chili. No, he can go to Taco Bell. He just has to order the chicken or the steak. He can go. He just can't eat the beef. Right. So, but like also, um, like if his kids have like a pudding snack or chocolate ice cream because they can eat it, you know, mm-hmm. 
they have to like wash their faces before they give him a kiss goodnight to go to bed because they would kill him. Like literally. Oh God, dude, that's that's awful. Um, and and then so they went to Hershey for vacation. He he and his family are now divorced, but like here, his wife is divorced. He's still with the kids, obviously, but like right. But when they were together, they went to Hershey for vacation, and he couldn't stay because there was so much chocolate in the air. He had trouble breathing. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that. Like, because he his whole mentality was, I can go there and I just won't eat anything, and he'll be fine. Like that was that was the thought was that they could just go and not if he just didn't eat anything, he'd be okay, you know. And and I think it's something to do specific with. Coco, because I think he can eat white chocolate. I believe he can eat white chocolate. He just can't have any with the cocoa bean in it. So like chocolate or dark chocolate, yeah. Right, right. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, imagine imagine like you like live in a place that's like full of smog, and like you have asthma. I'm guessing that's what this is. Like, like ironically enough, living under smog would probably be healthier than living in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Well, I think it would, if you have an allergy, maybe, but for your you know, friend, I'm, oh, I'm for saying. my friend, yes, yes, for sure. But like he he leaves Hershey, Pennsylvania. He goes to like Los Angeles. He like takes a big uh, whiff. It's like ah, that fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like I remember last last quick story about him. Like one time, I remember we went to McDonald's to, uh, and he wanted a milkshake specifically. He was in the mood for it. And at the time, McDonald's wasn't doing what like they did. Now, when they do a milkshake, if you, if in case you don't know, is like if you order a chocolate shake, they put vanilla ice cream in a cup, then they put chocolate syrup in it, and they spin it, and that's how you right. get the chocolate flavor. But back in the day, they had a machine, and it would flip out the flavors into the cup. That's how they, they did it back then. But it was a single nozzle system. Mm-hmm. So you would just flip to whatever flavor, and it would still. We had to tell them we need you to run the machine for five, at least five seconds before you start filling his cup. Yeah, because if there are any, any remnants of chocolate, yeah, would have done it. I mean, it, it probably would, that little probably wouldn't have killed him because that's the Taco Bell. Also didn't, you know. Right. And I exaggerated a little bit with the kids giving him a kiss, but he would have had. He definitely would have had a reaction for sure. Sure. You know. Um. It's like that one peanut thing. Like a kid's allergic to any peanuts. Like, you know, if, if yeah. you just like yeah. crush it up and like blow it in the air, it's like, oh shit, you just his, mustard gas me. His now ex wife used to have this joke, and we still find it funny to this day, even though they're divorced, is that like most most wives, if they're going to kill their, their husbands, need like a gun or whatever. She said, I just need a Snickers bar and I'm good. So, you know, like, take, a, take a Snickers bar. You're, you're, you're being a drama queen. Dead. Yeah. So, um, speaking of she, eating, she, she would give him the Hershey's kiss of death. Yeah. Actually, I think that was said once. No joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of eating chocolate though, let's talk yeah. about, uh, Freddie Highmore and company eating Wonka bars in the Johnny Depp version, because it was okay. the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. And <laughs> what? All right. So. You have presumably at some point in your life bought just a pure Hershey bar, right? No, no, nothing like with it, right? Just chocolate bar, right? Yeah, like a milk chocolate Hershey bar, yeah. Right. When you bite into that, it's not difficult to bite into it, right? Right. 
they bite these Wonka bars in the depth one specifically, like they're squirrels eating nuts. Like he takes like a little, like little like, like I mean, take a bite out of the fucking chocolate bar. I mean, you have to remember the character of Charlie though, dude. Like he gets one of those fucking things once a year for his okay. birthday. So I'm I'm sure he's all about salvaging it. But even when even when Willie gives him one in the factory when they're doing the TV thing before Mike shrinks himself, like yeah, like yeah. eat the fucking chocolate. There's there's hundreds right here. Eat one. <laughs> Can you imagine I, I would I would have loved for him to be like he just starts gobbling it and like Depp's Depp's Willy Wonka is just like, whoa dude, we're like we are limited here. Like, what do you think this is? A chocolate factory? Like, <laughs> that would be kind of funny, but yeah. You know what? I have to, like, I, I thought of something really fucking funny. What if there were just no golden tickets? But he just, oh. but like, Willy Wonka announces the world, like, there are five golden tickets, and he just does it because he's like, hey, man, like, we're, we're running low on money. Well, I, Grandpa Joe kind of alludes to that in the yeah. Gene Wilder one, even if it wasn't designed that way. He's like, he's, he's going to sell a million bars, which... Ironically, now is like really that's a Tuesday, but you know, you know, like that's a, million... a Tuesday in fucking like Latvia, California, or yeah, or something, you know, Latvia. some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I don't think that's a Tuesday in Latvia, buddy. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like it's it's it, it's not it 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 it's certainly it, it's not a. This lot. just in Latvia just just now recently got Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> Latvia boycotts Potaskew. Um, oh, what yeah. will we do without the Latvians? <laughs> um, no, but you know, so they, he references that though. Grandpa Joe does yeah. in the in about how you know if it was even if it even if it's not fake, he's going to sell you know a bunch of but and and I'll give you an example. Like uh, Mr. Salt says at one point. They've already shelled through seven hundred sixty thousand bars before they found the golden ticket. So, yeah. that's three quarters of a million bars right there. You know, which version of Mister Salt did you like more? They were both they were both terrible for different reasons. Yeah, I mean, like I I like Missy Pyle as Violet's mom in the remake. Yes, well, because in 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 the original, it's her father that goes with her, not her mother. Correct. So that's you know you don't unfortunately you don't have a comparative piece there in terms of apples well, in to terms apples. of just a parent, right? But um, that apples to apples, right, like right, you know, whereas right. with salt, it's her father, it's the father for for both. Sure. Um, I think the guy in the new one plays what I would imagine Mister Salt would be like more stuffy. Stuffy yeah. up or you know, whereas this guy, I mean, the in the Gene Wilder one, he was a little, even though he was the boss, he was a little more blue collar than you would think. He looked more blue collar for sure. He acted it a little bit too, a little bit in terms of like being the guy right in the window yelling out to the, like you would have a manager or, or a, uh, a warehouse supervisor that would do that at his, sure. at his level. You know what I mean? So that's. That's what I mean by that. So, um, there, I'll tell you one thing that I always was intrigued by is Mike's mom, my TV, Mrs. TV. In the in the OG one, because the dad, right? She's not. Yeah, she's not in the remake. Um, I'm just just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah. There's a. I I thought that actress had one of the most 
expressive faces. Yeah. In in both versions. Yeah. But what and for a long time this fucked with me until I finally understood when Wilder does the musical lock when he pl- plays yes. a little piano to yes. get in, she says Rachmaninoff. Yep. It's Mozart. Oh, is it? I don't. I That's don't re- the marriage of Figaro. Okay. I don't. But she says it in such a fucking pompous way that for years I was like, the fuck is wrong with her? That's not right. And then it made me realize either the filmmakers made a mistake, which I doubt. Or they were just like, we're just going to show that she is pompous and arrogant and she's an educator, but even educators happen to be wrong. But it always confused me for years that Rachmaninoff, it's like, no, 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 it's not. You want to talk, we were talking about the, um, the Oompa Loompas a little bit earlier. Uh, do you know what the original Oompa Loompas were described as in the, in the original book? Oh, uh, they, probably, they were, I don't remember. They were African pygmies. Okay. They were still called Oompa Loompas from Loompa Land, but they were described as African pygmies. And uh, the NAACP, like, contacted Roald Dahl and said, we find this offensive. Like, nope, you're yeah. basically taking slaves and putting them in a factory. And Roald Dahl actually, like, understood their point of view and sympathized, and then later editions changed it. Well, I don't, I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to profess to know everything about Roald Dahl, but he does not strike me as someone who would be, you know, like, like if someone pointed that out, he'd be like, oh, my bad, let me fix that. Like, he strikes me as someone who would be that way from the... To a degree. To a degree, yeah. Yeah. He also apparently hated the Wilder adaptation. He, he, he See, really did not let, like let's that Let's talk about that, because I don't... I, 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 first off, I had heard that, so I'm not certainly arguing with you, but according to the credits, he wrote the screenplay. What is little known is that Roald Dahl had also branched out as a screenplay, as a screenwriter. Like he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He also, weirdly enough, wrote the screenplay for the Bond movie, You Only Live Twice. Huh. Okay. Which is really weird. It's where Bond goes to Japan. Right. But then there's right. like a little miniature airplane helicopter thing, and that screams Roald Dahl. But that's beside the point. Um, from what I understand, he had written a faithful draft of, of his own book, but then they got someone else to basically rewrite it. But they wanted to appease the author. This is, I think, more back then when they were like, we really want to appease the authors of the work that we're adapting. For example, it's not called Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather. It's called Mario Puzo's The Godfather. Right, right. So I think they, I think the 70s was like, we're trying, like, when back in the day, everyone fucking read. So, like, a writer's, uh, a writer's endorsement or approval for a film helps sell the film. So I think they were like, we're going to keep Roald Dahl on the credits. Um, but apparently, and apparently he like was there for the beginning of the shooting and he didn't like the way it was going. And he did not like all the musical numbers that they did. He didn't like the fizzy lifting drinks, even though it totally screams Roald Dahl to be perfectly honest. True. Um, and apparently it was years later, like he never saw the movie, but he started watching the movie late night and he didn't realize what he was watching. And then once he realized what he was watching, he turned it off. Hmm. 
But like, who knows? Who really fucking knows? But it sounds like the doll estate, because Roald Dahl is long since dead, mm-hmm. sounds like the doll estate has was all for the Tim Burton adaptation. Yes, uh, the, his his widow is an executive producer, and she was interviewed on one of the things I watched, and she fucking loved every second of it, from what I could tell. There's actually, like, a weird thing that, like, no one... Like, not no one, but, like, people don't make the connection. Roald Dahl's daughter was named Lissy. Yep. Okay. She's, she's want... actually interviewed on the thing, too. So. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Uh, but here's the interesting thing. The term Lissy Dahl or the name Lissy Dahl is synonymous with another Roald Dahl uh, adaptation. Matilda. Did you ever see Matilda? No. I mean, I know of it, but I've never seen it. Motherfucker, you should watch Matilda. It's really fucking entertaining. It's a kids movie, but it's really entertaining, and it's it stars and is directed by Danny DeVito. Uh, and uh, Pam Ferris is absolutely terrifying as Trunchbull. Like I, I really, honestly, if you are a doll fan, you should watch Matilda. Okay. That being said, there is one of the characters had a doll named Lissy, Lissy doll. So D O L L and then D A H L. Right. So right, right. this weird little like connection of like Lissy doll is kind of throughout the doll films um, and, and all that. But I mean, I think Burton visited the doll residence and actually got to see the studio that role was writing in. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was like a little slanted shack. And he's like, Oh my God, it's the bucket house. Yeah. And no, L- Lissy yeah. doll was like, Thank fuck he gets it. Like that's exactly what this is. Thank fuck he understands. Well, and that's and that's why I think this one feels so much right because they they get it. Johnny gets it. Tim gets it. Like they they get the story. Like you know, like Gene Wilder cannot like it and maybe call it a money grab or whatever. And I know other people that have said that too that it was a money grab. No, they wanted to make. I mean, I guess to agree. I mean, like, what movie is not a money grab? The point is to make money. But like, uh, I think it's. I think it's a little rich coming from Gene, especially since Young Frankenstein's almost a remake of Frankenstein. Right. So you know, like, you know, no, no, I look, get it. He 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 said he doesn't like when I was looking to confirm your Rockman and all like that. I that I knew you were right on, but I was confirming was whether or not it was a fuck up or it was planned. And yeah. It, um, there's nothing that says it was a fuck up, but there's nothing that says confirmed that it was planned either. It just says that it was. So I'm going to go with it was planned, but for the why is a little out there. But one of the things he, I also say was that Gene apparently does not appreciate when any of his, he liked, apparently he liked Johnny's take on the character, but he didn't appreciate someone remaking his film and, and generally did not appreciate people remaking films he was in. Which, to be fair, I don't know of many other remakes of Gene's films. It's not like Blazing Saddles has been remade. No, and neither's Young Frankenstein, honestly. Right, so I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Look, I love Gene Wilder, but he's only, he's only been in so many fuck The producers. Okay, one. One other fucking remake. Was that before also, this or after? That was after this, wasn't it, though? I, yeah, I think it's after. But, I mean, yeah. there, it, it's an adaptation of the musical, so you really can't even call it a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean... I don't I don't know what the fuck Gene was complaining about. Like, first off, Charlie is not a remake of your film. 
Also, your adaptation is an adaptation of a book. So in, in retrospect, I think they're both adaptations of the book. I don't think I, I honestly don't feel like Charlie and Chocolate Factory is a remake of the I don't first movie. Yeah. But if you also really want to break it down, it's like, dude, isn't a film adaptation kind of a remake of a book? It's just a different way of showing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, Gene, you know, look, Gene, I love you, and I'm sorry you're dead, but shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry you're dead. Uh, I, well, that's the other thing is I, I feel like I have to remind people that Gene Wilder is dead. Yeah. People yeah. don't remember that he died. Yeah, yeah. Like, They're... Joe, L.A. Joe was like, wait, did, wait, dude, I just found out Gene Wilder died? I'm like, yeah, like years ago at this point. Like, it's been like five years. He's like, what the fuck? How do we all miss this? I'm like. Dude, we've had a long five years. Like, yeah, we yeah. all miss a lot of shit. People are like, wait, Nelson Mandela died? Oh, man, I loved him in Dark Knight. I'm like, no, that's Morgan Freeman, you fucking idiot. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there was True story. Movie. When Nelson Mandela died, people were like mourning Morgan uh, Freeman. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I remember. We are a weird fucking species. Uh, I'm looking up. It was, I'm just, something I saw, but I moved it, and now I'm trying to find it again. But I wanted to see... Oh, here's something interesting. Invite to your point about the height. Mm-hmm. Dudley Moore was considered oh, for the role of Willy Wonka as that would have worked so well, right? That would have really worked. I agree, especially after I, I think not that you probably didn't believe me before, but after you watched that Santa Claus movie, I had you watched that probably strengthens that. I think sure, but I would base it more on Arthur. No, 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 I'm not saying base it on that character, but I'm saying that that probably helps lead credence to my... my I think Dudley argument. Moore, just speaking the way he does, and, like, he, I've seen him in a top hat. Yeah, it's very willy. Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you, know that, you know that was a thing when Charlie uh, and the Chocolate, the move, when Jeff Depp's version was, like, announced? Every fucking newspaper reporter was just like... Depp's willy is a little Wonka. Like, they were throwing the Willy Wonka thing, oh, and it was I'm just sure. like, dude, it's so I'm dirty. Sure. And there was all these comparisons to Michael Jackson. Oh, because like, of the kids and whatnot? Well, the kids, the gloves, the top hat, the fucking weird hairdo was yeah, very I, Michael Jackson. I The only thing I didn't, un- that's one thing I didn't understand is why, why the, why the gloves? That's the thing I didn't, I didn't get. Well, you know what? I actually am okay with the gloves in the remake because it, that interpretation makes it sound like he's a germaphobe. Is that okay? No, no. no. When I say why the gloves, I'm not saying it like I had a problem with it. I'm just, I'm more really just posing the question. Like, why do you think that was the choice that was made? You know, you know, this goes with the, the Jackson comparison because both Depp and, Burton were absolutely surprised that people were like comparing it to Michael Jackson. And even Burton said, listen, the difference between Michael Jackson and Willy Wonka is Michael Jackson loves kids. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Willy Wonka does not like kids. And he's like, I think if you're going to compare it to anybody, it would be Howard Hughes, a total recluse, a total yeah. eccentric person. Yeah. Like at this point, we would almost have to acknowledge that there was probably a time where Willy Wonka, either version, was like growing out his beard, growing out his fingernails, and pissing in mason jars. <laughs> like that's a possibility. So I would also and and Howard Hughes was a total germaphobe, which is weird because he pissed in mason jars. Like I, you know, there was there's got to be some splashback. You I, definitely pissed on your legs sure. at one point. I um, 
I, I looked at it from a much more practical perspective, honestly, about why he was wearing the gloves. Okay. Um, not that this is hard, especially when you have the kind of budget these these movies have, but Johnny has several tattoos that would come down to his hands. At the time, he did not have tattoos on his hands. I agree with what you're saying, but at the time, no, he did not. Ha- no, he did not have the the. He has a tattoo on the back of his hand of like, like a like a sparrow or a, or a bird or something. That wasn't there at the time. No, I think he's got a couple on his fingers too. Not like a full. The, now he does. Now okay, so. All right. Well, then my my logic was that he was just, it was just easier than trying to either make up them use makeup or digital remove them is to just put the gloves on and call it a although, day. You although know? you fucking wait, there will be a, yet another fucking Wonka adaptation. He's gonna look like a an employee from Hot Topic. It's gonna they're, happen. They're gonna they're gonna no. <laughs> you you're gonna hate every second of this next next sentence, but I don't okay. care. You literally take Leto's Joker and put a top oh, hat on it, and that <laughs> I told you you were gonna hate it, but I, I'm also not serious. So, but that was it. I'm, that, try, I'm trying to imagine that. <laughs> oh God, that sounds terrible. Ugh. Anyways, um, um what one less one piece of trivia here that I'm trying to find it right now, but it's actually pretty. I think it's pretty awesome and i'm trying to find it uh i lost it damn it all right well i i remember what it said i just might be fucking up it a little bit but on on the day that um so peter ostrom for those of you not familiar the guy who plays charlie in the original uh movie has one acting credit to his career. It's it's this movie. That's it. He's not done anything since, and he became a veterinarian uh, for farm mm-hmm. animals, and that's and he's fairly successful as far as I can tell. Like he's really he does really well. I think he's worked on some movies in the vet, like in the in the farming or the the animal section, but not as he, an actor. He was a consultant, a consultant or, or something. something. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. But one of the one of, so his Twitter profile says Peter Ostrom, child actor, uh, veterinarian, whatever. And on the day Gene Wilder died, he changed it to include the words uh, "chocolate factory" and "heroin" or something yeah. to that effect, which I uh, thought was pretty. I think that's kind of a cool thing. It, it's know? it's kind of both like insulting and not insulting because like it's him giving a tribute to Gene Wilder, but at the same time, it's like. You know, it's like, hey, man, I finally inherited a fucking chocolate factory. Thanks for dying, finally. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, I can understand how people will take it both ways. Is what I'm saying. Sure, I, 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 I mean, I don't know this guy from a hole in the ground, but my, my, my thinking is that he's probably it was probably more meant as an homage to to Gene Absolutely. as opposed to a a fuck you, you know. So, uh, but Absolutely. you're right. So, um, um, I think we should acknowledge that. Um, that uh, they're they're actually as a death of of one of the original kids. Yes, yeah, Violet. Yeah, yeah, the actress played Violet. Um, can you dig up her name? Because uh, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, two she had a series of strokes fairly recently, like the last couple of years, and then she it. it I, I don't think... want to fuel the rumor, but it from based on my research, it sounds like she intentionally took an overdose of pills. And then was put in a coma, and she had a DNR. So she has since passed away. 
So she, so basically that means the actress who plays Veruca is the only living female cast member because presumably uh, Mike TV's mom is dead. Charlie Bucket's mom is dead. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of women in that fucking movie. So no, like, no, it's yeah. Um, the two grandmas, the Mrs. Bucket, Violet, yeah. and then uh, Augustus's mom. I think she's still alive. If is I, she? I think so. Yeah, I'll double check. But the person you're at, you're referring to, is Denise Nickerson. Yes. Um, and she died on July 10th, 2019. So yeah, so it's yeah. been just almost three years. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard of like, you know, the stories on the set, apparently, uh, the kid who played Mike TV was a real handful. Um, um, but, uh, and like how the kid who played Augustus Gloop was, uh, like in his, he only has one credit too, by the way, which is this, but yeah, sure. But he, his introduction scene where he's eating a whole bunch of like meat. Like apparently he had to eat a whole bunch of bratwurst or something and, or, or a specific type of sausage and he hates it. So he actually does not like that particular, you know, I've often wondered in both versions of the, uh, the chocolate river, it would be hot as fuck, right? Like when Augustus Gloop falls in the chocolate river, he should be having second degree burns. In, in theory, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what temperature you have to keep chocolate at to keep it liquefied. Like, it's it's certainly not the same as a metal for, you know, just, right. to, you know. Um, I'm not saying it's not hot, but I guess my point was it could be potentially lukewarm because if you keep it moving, it might be one of those things where if you keep it moving, you don't have to keep the temperature high. Sure. You know, so I, I, I don't know enough about the, the, the physics of chocolate but you know uh but you see my point right like i, I, oh, do, I do drowning he's he's burning his fucking everything uh, yeah no i i i i see what your, your point is at i just you know because i'm thinking about that scene where the 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 guy in india has the whole chocolate t- castle built for yeah. him and pondicherry yeah and i gotta imagine i mean india gets hot but i gotta imagine it was only around I mean, it was probably around 90 degrees, 90 to 100 degrees, maybe, when that sure. started melting. Um, but that's a what large... A, that was a weird scene. It was. It well. was kind of... And that's not in the book either, I don't believe. I think that is in the book. Is it? I don't remember. That I don't remember. Um, By the yeah. way, I was wrong. Uh, Mrs. Gloop is is no longer with us. Um, so the actress plays Veruca is the only living one. Apart from, like, I'm sure... Some of Mr. Salt's random women workers. Sure, right. You're talking about like main main cast people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you? How do you feel about the theory that? And, and this is really a theory based on the original film that Willy Wonka was aware of who was going to be chosen. All the kids are going to be chosen, and in fact, almost like in a roundabout way, kind of chose them on purpose. Well, it it leads credence to a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because he makes comments in both films, but specific more so in the in the depth version, the kind of lend credence that like, and they're they're little side comments. They're not, you know what I mean? It's not like I chose you. It's not obvious that that blunt. And the fact, mm-hmm. you know, and something that Charlie brings up in 
and again, the Johnny Depp version of it, how did the Oompa Loompas know to put their names in the songs? Like, like, ju- like it's explained with the improvisation, which I think yeah. is a good, no, I think it's a good explanation to give to a kid, you know what I mean, in a, in a film like that. But like, I don't know. I There's a sinister aspect to the whole thing. Like, both versions a, have a sinister aspect. There's a sinister aspect to Charlie, or not Charlie, yeah, no, to, to Willy Wonka in the first place, though. I mean, yes, as a whole, but, you know. But I'm talking more specifically in, like, the original, where, like, the actor, or not the actor, the his employee who takes on the guise of Slugworth is at every single time, is at located every single time when they find the golden kit, ticket. Yeah, almost like, instantly. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, th- the first one where it shows, like, Augustus Gloop, there's news reporters. So they found it, they announced it, Augustus, and then Slugworth, quote-unquote Slugworth, is there because he's like, oh, shit, they found a ticket, I gotta be there. Um, same with Violet Beauregard. But he was there when Veruca Salt got hers, when, you know, they were opening up boxes. So, like, and I think the same thing with Mike TV. But he just rounded the corner when Charlie got his, and who the it's almost like the details they would have had to go to is like, okay, we know Charlie Bucket does his paper route on this route. We're gonna have I, to put I, money in this drainage the, ditch. The only other thing that you could, the only argument I could make for for the Slugworth and him being at the right place at the right time is that because look, look, can we agree that. Despite there might be, despite the fact that we never saw it, there might be some things that are happening off camera that we'll never see, like any film that we talk about, right? Yes, yes. So I would argue that Willy Wonka knows exactly where the tickets are going. Like he knows mm. exactly, like he doesn't, he, he knows exactly what, what box it's in and where that box is going, despite the fact that it's said to be random, right? Okay. And so he sends the box. He sends what he basically he sent one golden ticket out at a time. So even though even though the world thought all five of them were out at the same time, he literally was sending them out one at a time until and oh. as each one was found, he was able to say to the spy, I know it's in this town. So Slugworth was at least where Augustus lived, and then once it was discovered, he was able to get there pretty quickly. Same with all the other tickets. That's you know, a good theory. I like that. Um, it, it sounds a little less sinister. It's still sinister, but it's 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 well, it's not. It's less sinister. It's still him having control, which yes. is um um not not that it's a big deal, but I did look it up. For milk chocolate to melt, the temperature needs to be a minimum one hundred and five degrees Fahrenheit. That's kind of hot. No, it's kind of hot. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, that's yeah. hot. Although I I'd I'd be curious because like I take hot shower like I take I think I take hotter showers than you do and I would I'd be curious to see what that water temperature is I doubt it's 105 but I'd say it's 90 maybe 85 like it's it's pretty warm you know I've I've been in a I've been in a hot tub that's probably been 105 degrees I'm sure yeah but you know sometimes you have to like you know for you have to cup your balls a little bit before you you don't just dunk in no but i also didn't come out with second degree burns is kind of my point that was what well, you said so you know the, what i mean but like, the other factor is that especially in the depth version the chocolate is especially sticky in the wilder version 
it it's just brown looks like water. dirty. It's just dirty ass water. Well, and that, but see, that's production value. That has nothing to do with what. Well, you know, well actually, apparently, they actually did like make it chocolate and all that, and add milk and chocolate and everything. But apparently, after like three or four hours, it started to really stink because of all the heating. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So imagine you're fucking uh, the actor playing Augustus Gloop, and you just go, you just dive headfirst into a fucking bacteria bath full of rotten milk and chocolate like but the the comparison is in the in the depth one it's like tar it looks like melted chocolate like it's it clings to you and it's 105 degrees like that's hot as shit yeah i don't give a fuck if a waterfall helps churn it and makes it all light and frothy it's still fucking hot as shit yeah yeah um i I I just wanted to get that clarity for you but okay according to this how it begins to melt at 72 degrees so that's a okay. 30 degree swing so that is a yeah and 70 degrees is 70 degrees compared to 100 degrees is like whoa you i'm in california also i'm now i'm in texas like that's the difference yeah so i mean it you know i'm, I'm no expert i'm going on what i'm you know, researching here, but I'm no expert on rivers of chocolate, but you know, like, yes, rivers of blood, whole different thing, but rivers of chocolate. No, you know, the river sticks. Yes, but no <laughs> rivers ain't this. Um, but yeah, I, so that just to see your question about Augustus. Um, I'm trying to think of like other factors of the original as well as the remake. Like I, look, I said my piece about grandpa Joe, fuck him. Like, he had his daughter basically, you know, taking care of him while he just, like, literally okay. shat the bed so for that, that, br- that brings up a good question, actually. So, and, and and I get where you're coming from and certainly not arguing with you, right? Mm-hmm. But how is your interpretation of, and not just Grandpa Joe, because the I'm assuming you feel that way about all four of them in that version, right? Not just Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Uh, more specifically, Grandpa Joe, because the other grandparents didn't fucking get out of bed. Okay. Well, then what about in the depth version? How do I feel about Grandpa Joe? Well, again, this is the whole same scenario. Because, I mean, it is. It, they're not running around singing Golden Ticket song, which is great, but, you know. That helps. Yeah. That the helps, Golden right? T- yeah. I mean, I think David Kelly's interpretation makes more sense that he's got a spring in his step because he's so happy for Charlie. But, and, but I would argue that the one in Wilder is at least a little more accurate that he couldn't immediately stand up because he'd been laying in bed for 20 years. You know That is also true, but him singing, I got a golden ticket. It's like, no, you don't. Like no, It I just agree, comes yeah. off immensely greedy. That's fairly true, yeah. Yeah, which I remember. I remember someone like telling me the theory about like how so, like all the seven deadly sins are represented in like the kids and everything. I could well, see like, it. I'd have to think about it, like, but I think it's right. I was like, "There's only five kids, so what?" And but and I'm like, "And what? What is what's what sin is Charlie?" And they were like, "Envy. He's mm. he's envy because how many times in both versions did they all say Charlie wants it more than anybody else?" True, true. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess, but his selflessness in both versions is kind of counter to that. I feel like you can still be jealous and envious and and still be selfless. That's true. It's called a narcissist. That, no, no, that's <laughs> no. That wouldn't be a narcissist. 
Sure it is. Narcissist will I, not give away money. I didn't say money. Well, he does, but, though. That's n- my narcissists point. care about themselves, but they can also do selfless things as long as they get something out of it. I feel like that's cotton. No, I feel like that's exactly the opposite of a narcissist. Being no, selfless. I, I, I know a narcissist firsthand. They will do things in a selfless way, but as you realize, it's actually it benefits them. Okay. Anybody I know? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, all right. Well, but so so you have less of a problem with the grandparents in the debt version. I have less of a problem with Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe is really where my bitch fit is because I'm like Grandpa Joe in the original one. I I think uh, the actor does a great job. I I like the yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, plays the actor, Grandpa Joe. yeah. Your 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 issue is with the character, not the the actor. It, yeah. If they had if they had done what I suggested, which is have Charlie be the actual singer of I've got a golden ticket you and then have Grimmy Grandpa Joe like back up do the backup vocals or whatever or be a or be a reprise you know like you know they do a, sure. the second you know song together or, or or at least finish it with the the last verse we've got a golden ticket instead of I've got you know what I mean like Charlie does the whole the bulk of it and then you do the last verse weave in there something like that yeah, yeah. and wh- whatever yeah, then yeah. my opinion would have changed dramatically because it just sounds like, hey, I, I got the, I'm a billionaire. I fucking won the lottery <laughs> because my grandson scratched the fucking lotto tickets. Like, no, dude, he won a million dollars. What are you talking about? Um, I, yeah, I, that, that's my opinion. But I still I, there's a whole lot of like I remember I'm trying to think of like what the fuck would have caused all four grandparents to knock it out of bed. Like, what were they doing? Were they just like. They were like, you know what? We've been fucking, like, we, we've been swapping each other forever. We just don't feel like getting out of bed. So we're going to have, you know, Mrs. Bucket just, you know, do everything for us. All right. Well, let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is darker? Okay. The, uh, the, the boat scene in Wilder. <laughs> okay. Or the... Dolls singing Welcome to the Willy Wonka Factory, catching on fire and eyeballs falling out and melting in front of the kids. Oh, the fucking Wonkatania, the boat ride for sure. The boat ride from hell? Absolutely. Yeah. I still don't understand what the fuck the point of that was. There's not really a point to it. Okay, but at least, like, having the animatronics do their fucking intro... That makes the most sense because it's kind of like that goes with the the weird uh, sense of humor of Willy Wonka, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have this big, grandiose, it's a small world after all kind of opening, where it reveals a throne and I'm not there." And they're like, "Why weren't you up there?" He's like, "Well, how would I, you know, how am I supposed to watch the show from up there, idiot?" Like, I, I, I do, I do love, I do love when he's at one point on a tour later. And he goes, and this is the the doll burn hospital and burn unit. It's fairly new. <laughs> I, I I laughed out loud. I think I love little shit like that. I always have. I don't. I mean, it's not my favorite joke, but I prefer that joke over like the 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 pink sheep where they're sharing the shink. We're, like, we're not. We're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, he's just like I don't. I'd rather not discuss this one. It's I, just I like, didn't. I didn't get that though. I never understood. The only thing I could think of is, is, is that's how his version of cotton candy is made. No, that's exactly what it is. But I don't understand why he doesn't want to 
like what what about it is like I don't want to talk about this. Like that's what yeah, what is what is Walker doing to that sheep? <laughs> ah! Um yeah. they're all sacrificial lambs. Oh, that you're okay with? <laughs> Who said I was okay with it? Oh. I agree. That you're not okay with? <laughs> um I, yeah, I it was... Yeah, the boat ride is 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 the most out out of left field terrifying thing like right, in Willy Wonka of the Chocolate l- Factory. L- l- let me pose another question. This is not necessarily as much of a comparison scene to scene kind of thing, but would you agree Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is made for kids. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is more for adults. No, I I would say they're both for kids. Because that's what that's why I asked about the scenes. Because I think that the the melting dolls, especially the melting dolls, in and of itself is a little creepy. But then the eyes are falling. I mean, like there's some creepiness going on there that I think if I was like you know, you know, 10 or younger, I'd be a little traumatized by. I mean, I think Tim Burton, I think most Tim Burton movies are movies that kids can watch, but with parental guidance. Sure. Well, sure. Yeah. You know, Beetlejuice, a kid could watch Beetlejuice, but they might also have nightmares just like with Nightmare Before Christmas, just like with Batman for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine like you're, Imagine I, you're 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 ten years old. It's nineteen eighty nine. You see, you hear that they're going to make a Batman movie. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm bringing it up. So imagine, you know, you go see it, and it's dark. It's grotesque. The Joker like gets his rictus grin through like a bullet through his face. Like so. So did I ever have I ever told the story about when I got Batman eighty nine? I thought I did, but. Uh, I feel like you did, but you should. I mean, we we probably discussed it on the Batman commentary. I would think so. Yeah, but you, but we you could tell it again. I so I I was sick. I, I I forget what I think it's strep throat or something, and so I got pulled from school. And but before I got pulled from school, mom had already run out and bought me Batman eighty nine on VHS. On VHS. Oh yeah, definitely on VHS. And yeah. Was like, was which means gonna, she spent like seventy dollars. I don't know, but that's sure. Okay, she probably spent at least fifty. Okay, but she wanted, to, and it was to surprise me when I got home from from school. She was going to show it to me, and and because I got home sick early, she still gave it to me. I just got it earlier in the day, mm-hmm. but she stayed with me while I watched it. I think for two reasons, because my mom takes. And I don't know about now, but at the time she took parental guidance very, very seriously to the point to the point that in her mind, PG-13 was not as bad because it gave you a guideline that like when I was 14, I didn't need her there anymore. But when it was just PG, she needed to be there at all, no matter what, like that, you know, so like, okay. I, I don't know how much of that was serious and how much of that was humor. And my, with my mom, it's really a coin flip. Trust me. But the 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 point is, she bought me the Batman because it's not like I had seen it and said, "Hey, I want to get that movie." Mm-hmm. She knew I was a fan because I used to watch the '66 Batman reruns all the time, and sure. I had some of the comic books, but not like 
like the the like Jeff Johns or one of those. Like I had like the 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 real light heart. They probably weren't even made by DC. They were probably licensed by DC type comics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. So she was expecting that, and we put on and we put on Burton's Batman, and she watched it and was like, she never said it, but she told me years later she was like, "What the fuck did I buy?" Like, you know. Yeah i i had I didn't have that experience, but I remember. I think I may have said this, but like, I know my mom had seen Batman mm. before I was born. I think I want to say. But I remember we watched the tail end of it, and it was like right when, spoiler, Joker falls from the skyscraper. And it does that slow zoom in where... Yeah, 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 which still creeps me out to this day, even at 40-something years old. Yeah, it's a creepy-ass fucking thing. And mom was like, and turned it off. Like, I know I was like five. I was five when that when we were watching that particular scene. But then the weird thing was that she didn't watch Batman Returns with me. But then one time she walked in when I was watching Batman Returns and she's like, what are you watching? Like she thought it was a horror film. Right. Well, yeah, that and, one, we've said that one. I think that one's substantially darker than than even the first one, honestly. Oh, yeah. Happy Meals, like McDonald's had a whole fucking problem. They I had remember. A whole we of, talked yeah. about that during. Yeah. yeah. So, but um. My my opinion is I think when Tim Burton makes a movie, I think automatically it's going to be a little darker than a family-friendly film. But I still think the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is still surprisingly dark, but it doesn't look as dark. Like the, the well, Willy Wonka speaking, movie. Well, yeah, yeah. The Willy Wonka movie looks like it's made by the same production company as like Annie or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or Mary yeah, Poppins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could say, and then you get to that fucking Wakatania scene. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's like centipedes, like, r- like crawling on someone's like a kid. Yeah, say, yeah. You know who that kid is? No, that's like the director's son. Oh, uh, okay. because he's like, I can't hire anybody to fucking do this, so it's gonna fall on my son to do it. Also, um, he did that to his son, right? Like. He said, "All right, we're gonna you're gonna lay here. We're gonna have a fucking centipede or a millipede or whatever crawl on your face and action." So there's actually a tie of the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka to the '89 Batman. Do you know the tie? They tie together. I'm sure I could figure it out. Let me think. If not, I got it right here. Is it a cast member? No. Okay. I mean, apart from Warner Brothers producing both. Uh, and Burton directing both, and yeah, the ob- beyond the obvious. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Connecting Charlie the Chocolate Factory yes. to Batman? Yes. Okay, because I, you said, I think you said Willie. That's what threw me if off. If I said it, I didn't do it on purpose. Okay, so, okay, so Burton to Burton. Okay. Um, besides the fact that it's Burton, and besides the fact that it's Warner Brothers, yeah. And it's not a, it's not a cast member, and it's also... I mean, not Danny Elfman. I'm assuming that's the Correct. other. Right. No, it's not. not okay. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to figure this out. So who is it? I think you're going to love this. Okay. Uh, Wait. I, I know this because I brought this. I discovered this last night and I said this to Steph. All right. But you, but you, I know it, but you can tell it. All right. Charlie's father works at a toothpaste factory, which produces Smilex toothpaste. Smilex was also the name of the poisonous gas that the Joker released in the 1989 Batman. 
That is absolutely true, but I think they're it's spelled spell, differently. It's spelled differently. The gas is spelled S-M-Y-L-E-X in yeah. the two spaces S-M-I-L-E-X. But I think it's close enough that fuck it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I think fuck it, too. And if anybody was a relative of Wonka, it would be the Joker. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I not, mean, not, look, let's be honest. Willy not Wonka Napier, is... Not Napier. Like, fucking... You know, that... Well, I, there's something I want to do, and we'll do it in a minute, but, like, if, if we were going to... Because we do this a lot lately, and I kind of enjoy it, is recasting some of these. And I want to recast Willie in the Burton one. Okay. But go. You were going to say something. I, I was going to say, like, there are fan theories that Willy Wonka... Like went to the American branch of Hogwarts, like which is now a thing. The Fantastic Beast sure, movies sure. established. It's called Ivermory, I think. I I only saw the. Did they say it in the second one? Yeah. Okay, I might have missed that. I've only seen it once, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but so people are saying like Willy Wonka was like was a also a wizard, which would explain everything to a degree. Sure. But I'm also thinking Willy Wonka was just like the Batman villain that got away. Well, I also think, I mean, with depending on how they were going to play the character, it's another reason why I think Johnny Depp would have been perfect for the Riddler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was all for it from the very beginning. Depending on how um, they play the character. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I, I, I have my thoughts on Paul Dano's Riddler, but that's a whole other thing. Well, yeah, we're we're waiting on that. So Yeah, we'll get there. Um. So you want to recast? I I just be curious because I mean, like you brought up the Joker, and honestly, if Heath Ledger played it like he a little bit like he played the Joker and did the did Willy Wonka, I think that would have played. I think no one would have candy ever again. <laughs> you wanna know how I got these scars? I really chomped down the Jawbreaker. Well, I don't think <laughs> they do it exactly the same, but I mean, yeah, you know, dude. Weirdly enough, uh, Michael had a uh, one of those like star like one of those hard candy things i think it was like a st- not a starburst but like something hard that you suck on and eventually it like like a gobstopper yeah gobstoppers are real by the way no i know um it it cut his tongue one time i could see that like sliced open his tongue and like he was like dude i think i'm bleeding i'm like no dude you're just having cherry like the flavor is cherry he's like no dude i'm bleeding and he pulled, held out his tongue. It was just like dripping blood. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? He's like, I was sucking on a fucking piece of candy. He, cut my... he sucked it like enough where it actually became a shard. Wow. It, it, it was like, um, it was a Jolly Rancher. That's what it was. He got cut by a fucking Jolly Rancher. But yeah, I've, I've had, I've had all the quote unquote Wonka candy. Like my, I still think pound for pound, my favorite candy bar is the Wonka bar that was like, Around up until like 2005. I you know, don't think, I honestly think the only Wonka candy I've ever eaten are nerds. Which, did you notice that Depp's Wonka cane is full of nerds? I did not, but I read that, so. Yeah, I I, I, I was like, what the fuck is it with, oh, it's nerds. The Wonka bar that was like up until like early mid 2000s was basically a graham cracker covered in milk chocolate. It's super simple, but it also is like Wonka-esque, where it's like, it's weird. Not many people are doing chocolate-covered graham crackers. They should. It works really well. And then, like, recently, I guess when, I guess when the other one was coming out, or a couple years out, 
they were trying to revamp and redo a fucking Waka bar thing. And they came out with like three different weird flavors and they were fine. You know, it was, they were making Waka bars. They were just weird flavors like chocolate raspberry with like fucking marshmallows or something. It was weird. Um, the, um, the, you know, speaking of weird candy right now, it's not a Wonka thing, but you know, do you know the Haribo gold, gummy bears? Yeah. They, uh, they're having an anniversary, mm-hmm. I guess right now. And I, I forget what it was. I want to say like 30 years or 50 years, I think, or something okay. like that. They're doing all one flavor bags right now as like okay. celebration, but they've only done two flavors that I've seen so far. And they're the weirdest fucking choices of the, all the gummy bears you could choose. I didn't know gummy bears had different flavors. I thought they all tasted the same. They're oh, no, they flavors. absolutely have really? different flavors. Oh, yeah. There's a lime. Okay. There's a pineapple. There's an orange. There's red's supposed to be like cherry, although I've never gotten a cherry flavor for it. But it is different from, say, a different color. Okay. Um, and they've picked the pineapple, which is the clear bear. Okay. And then a blue raspberry that's not in the original bag. You know, blue raspberry is not a thing either. It's not a fruit. Mm. I've never understood the blue raspberry bullshit. That sounds like something Wonka would do. Oh, yes, I made blue raspberry. What are you talking about? Is that is that a relative of seedless watermelon? Like, it, it's... I've, I've never liked the term blue raspberry because it, it doesn't make fucking sense. Now we're going to get someone be like, like Jay's going to hit us up and be like, actually, dude, blue raspberries are like really fucking like world famous just only in Australia. That's why no one fucking like all the kangaroos fucking eat them all, you know, like the, the drop bears get them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The drop bears get the fucking blue raspberries. Blue raspberry sounds like what happens when you fuck a drop bear and that's your disease. So, the, you know, we were talking about recasting Willy Wonka, and I, I'm not going to do it, but there's a list here of people that were considered for the role, and it's a long fucking list. For the Depp one or for the Wilder one? Depp. Okay. I think I know one of them. There's a bunch here. I think I know of some. I, I think I know, like, The Rock was one of them. Yes, which I like The Rock, but no. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? It's chocolate. <laughs> Can you smell what the Wonka is cooking? Like, nice. Yeah. Dwayne the Wonka Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you want to take any more? Or do you want me to start reading? Uh, I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage is one of them. Yes. Uh, I know for a fact Marilyn Manson desperately wanted to do it. He maybe, but he's not on this list that I'm reading. Yeah, you know he really wanted to do it, which is so weird. I'm so glad he didn't. But apparently, apparently, the outfit that uh, Johnny's wearing is based on one of uh, Manson's album covers. Yeah, the Golden Age of Grotesque. Grotesque. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, whatever, uh, it, I'm fine with that. But yeah, uh, I think. Well, I know if if he was still alive. Sammy Davis Jr. would have been chosen. Like, if there was no Johnny Depp, uh, Burton was such a huge Sammy Davis Jr. fan, he wanted to make him Beetlejuice. Look, with all, with all respect to Sammy, I don't see that. Look, I agree. I like Sammy. And yes, he he did his own rendition of The Candyman, the yes. song that, you know, yeah. which is... I didn't know. So when I first heard Sammy Davis, I'm like, what the fuck? This is like Sinatra singing. What this is, you know, <laughs> it's not easy being green. Like what is with these fucking like, 
And it sounds exactly like a, what you think it is. Sammy Davis Jr. is singing the candy man, like, who can make a sunrise? Like, what the fuck? Um, so if, if, if uh, Davis was still alive, I guarantee uh, Burton would have made him. Uh, well, do, do you want do you want the rest of this list or no? I'm sure Christopher Walken was somewhere in that fucking list. Uh, not that I'm seeing. No. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Actually, let me, let yes. Me hear it. Yes, he is. I'm sorry. He is. It's a very diverse list. For okay. It's probably one of the more and honestly of the because we've done this on multiple episodes for different roles. This mm-hmm. might be one of the most diverse ones I've ever seen that we've done. Honestly. Okay. Basically, anybody who can convincingly do weird. Sort of. Uh, Rowan Atkinson was one. I could see that. If the, if, if the UK was doing like a BBC adaptation of Willy Wonka, yes, I could definitely. There, I'm with you, but yeah. I don't know about this. I'm going to go through them even though if you, even if you said some of them, just so you know, right? Okay. Uh, Nicholas Cage. So you did say that already. Jim yep. Carrey. I could see it. Carrey, I could see. I'm kind of with, there with that. John Cleese. <laughs> Same BBC adaptation answer. You know what? He, you know what role he should have played? Mr. Salt. No, well, that's a, that's actually a choice. No, no, I'm thinking of Eric Idle. But you know who Eric Idle should have played? The fucking teacher in the '71 version. <laughs> that's such a weird ass fucking role, but yeah, I agree. Um, Charlie Bucket. <laughs> yeah, uh, Robert De Niro was considered. Look at me. Uh, <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I'm Willy Wonka. What are you going to do? Like That would be awful. That would be uh, so oh, terrible. Eric Idle is actually on this list. I just I just saw it. But Eric Idle's on this list. So. Well, all the, all the Pythons wanted to do the original. But they were, at the time, kind of not uh, as unknown. well known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which and is weird to say. Palin's on the list, too, just to give you that. Yes. I could see it. I, I can see Idol or Cleese over Palin. I like Michael Palin, but for for Wonka, I see those two over Palin personally. Idol for sure. Yeah. Um. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson, as you said, uh, that, that would never have worked. No, I would have hated that honestly. Uh, Adam Sandler. I would not have liked that. No. I don't hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Watch Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Uh, Michael, Ke- Michael, Ke- he play, He would be amazing as an Oompa Loompa. Yes, yes, yes. Michael Keaton. Yeah, I can see that based on his his Beetlejuice. Yeah, you think I think so. Yeah, Beetlejuice. okay. Uh, Steve Martin. Yes. That would work. I think it would have been too old at the time. If it was like maybe 10 years earlier, yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, he's it. always had white hair. So how the fuck can you tell? True. Um, <laughs> Bill Murray. I know you're not the biggest fan. Now, so. I, I know. I'm trying to. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine. Just be a very sardonic, grumpy ass Willy Wonka. Be like, all right, kids, here's the fucking tour. Here. Yeah. Over <laughs> right. there, those are that's fucking chocolate. And over there, guess what? That's also fucking chocolate like, well, and if you remember in 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 the dev version mrs beauregard uh flirts with jo- with charlie a little bit sure if if bill mary did it he would have flirted back it would have been like a fucking dana barrett situation totally he, he would have done it and she would have been like 
this is something he, he would have done to the point where she would have been uncomfortable. Maybe, yeah. Like I'm here um, with my daughter, and we're here for the free chocolate. He's like, yeah, but you look, you look at you. You look nice in that fucking like, you know, sweats. Mike Myers. You, yeah, uh, that would have ha- that would have happened, but it wouldn't have been good. It would have been too over the top. It would have been way, it would have been fucking cat in the hat. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christopher Walken. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I, I skipped the line. Leslie Nielsen. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess back in the day. That's a direct-to-DVD adaptation. 2005? I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying he would have fit, no, like, when is, they're like... This is 2005, though, so I'm not... Yeah. He w- he would have been close to death. I think, um. Like yeah, exactly. Um. Where said Michael Palin. This is... These next three are kind of interesting. Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh... No. I, I, I'd be curious to see his interpretation, honestly. I would be. I don't know if I'd like it, but I'd be curious to see it. Um, I would hate that, but okay. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith at least has charm. Yeah, I think Will could have done it. It would have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart. No, he's not yeah. right for it. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Yes, I could see Ben Stiller, but it doesn't seem to be good. Yeah, well, agreed. Nobody, <laughs> nobody drinks from my chocolate river. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken, as you mentioned. Wow. Yeah. And then this one, this is the one that I would love to have seen. I don't know how good it would have been, but I would like to have seen him try it. Robin Williams. Oh, he would have been perfect. Yeah. 100 billion thousand motherfucking percent. Robin Williams. I don't care. The math doesn't act. The, the math, the math <laughs> works for this casting. Robin Williams would have 100% been the best. Willy Wonka. Now I, I have three more names, but these were the, the, the suggestions of, uh, raw dolls widow. She made some okay. suggestions that didn't get it. Um, okay. Dustin Hoffman. The only reason I'm not ne- like I'm not saying no to that is because I know Dustin Hoffman made a movie that looked very, very, very similar to Willy Wonka called Mister Something Something Wonder Emporium, Mister McGorium's uh, Wonder Emporium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. just sounds like my dad trying to remember what Willy Wonka's title was. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, uh, Mister McGorium's Wonder Emporium. No, Dad, Willy Wonka. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and then. Uh, I I think he could do it based on um, Hook, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying no, but like no, but I'm just saying, like, if I was I was gonna give a suggestion here, I, I mean, if I was gonna say why I would I would be on board, it would be because that and Tootsie, you know, Dustin Hoffman's got comedic chops. I didn't see Tootsie, so I can't speak to it, but um. Uh, okay, his comedic chops would meet the Fockers. Yeah, well, true, true. All right, so, and then Eddie Izzard was another one she suggested. Eddie Izzard would have been fucking great. Um, And David Wallums, I think is how you say it, because it's written David, like Williams, but with two A's instead of David Wallums. Wallums? Oh, there is an I. Yeah, Wallums. I didn't da- see the I da- there. David Wallums. So if that's who I think it is, can you I, just... I have his IMDb up if you want to... What's he known for? Uh, Little Britain, Dinner for Smucks, okay. Run, Fat Boy, Run. That's uh, yeah. Okay, so he's kind of um, he's kind of a like the straight man in like British 
like duos, like British sitcoms and shit. Mm, okay. okay, so the actor who plays Tweedledee and Tweedledum in Burton's Alice Wonderland, the I mean, it's not a very good. It's portrayal. been so long it's, since I've seen it, so I can't speak to it. Okay, so he's a fat bald guy who's yeah. English. Okay, so there you well, go. Well, he's not so bald, he, but no, 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 no. I'm saying the other guy. The oh, guy okay. who plays Sweetledee and Sweetledum is not the same person. He's part of the comedy duo. Gotcha, gotcha. They were on Little Britain together, so. Um, um, okay, well, I'll throw one at you. Yeah, go for it. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're, yeah. You're, you're always throwing out the Hugh Laurie, but I had to do it right back but, at but you. I, but you're not wrong. You're, yeah. you're not wrong. Um, I'll give you another one. Go. Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Here's my only, and 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 I had the same same concern about some of these other names I just read to you. So I want to. This is not solely a, a Hamill thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think Hamill's voice is too gravelly because I think Willy Wonka. See what, what Johnny does really well with his interpretation of the character is, as much as the character doesn't seem to like children he still has a bit of a childlike innocence to him and that voice needs that right it's that childish inflection yeah right and i don't know that mark can do that anymore because of the damage you've talked about that he's done from doing the joker and some of the other voice work that he's done from a from a acting chops perspective yes Mm -hmm. no argument but i think the voice would kill it and i don't mean it in a good way you know I'm just imagining him in the coat and the hat, like swinging around a cane. Yeah, no, I, just, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, visually, I'm, yes. Visually, a hundred percent. I'm with you, but the voice, I think, would hurt. And and in the same vein, I think that I think that hurts. I mean, I think I think Nick Cage would have that problem. I think I think you know, just looking at this, I think I think Walken would have that problem. Uh, Bill Murray would have that problem. I think um, walking would just be a bad idea because I don't think walking would understand that he's, it's just a movie. I think walking is so crazy that he, he would, and same with Nicholas cage. Like yeah. I, I think Nicholas cage would be so weirdly method in like a bad way that he would actually learn how to make chocolate. It's like, no dude, we just need you to act like yourself. Like there are actors but, that absolutely should never but the touch chocolate's the chocolate's gotta be perfect. It needs to be perfect. Oh, are you a, are you a uh, treasure hunter? More like a chocolate protector. <laughs> like, okay, quick, quick, fun trivia piece for you. It's Johnny Depp's second chocolate based movie. First one being Chocolat. Yep. And I'll give you one better. Sure. Uh, Johnny Depp was actually allergic to chocolate for a long time until he was an adult. So the reverse of my friend, really. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, and he actually, he even still to this day does not like like high grade, high quality chocolate. He just prefers the cheap Easter shit because for a long time, it was like, I, it's too rich for me and I can't have it. Ooh, Ooh. that, that would have been a good poll, but they said that he was too big of a name. That's crazy to me. Who? Sam Neill auditioned for the role, role of Mr. Salt. Yeah, that would have been good. But, acor- but according to Tim Burton, he said to Johnny, he wanted Johnny Depp to be the only name in the movie. Sucks to be Missy Pyle, then I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you're curious about uh, Mr. TV, there were a couple names there too. Uh, they, they definitely got some unknowns. No, the, there were big names connected that didn't do it. Um, for Tim Mr. Al- TV, yeah, for Mr. Okay. TV. 
Tim Allen, Dan Castellaneta. I always say that wrong, but yeah. You got it right, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Uh, I'd rather see Castellaneta. He looks like he could be like a soft-spoken worry ward of a father to an angry son. Bob kind Saget. Of like Homer. Yeah, I can see Bob Saget. Uh, Kurt, Ward, Kurt Wood Smith. Yeah. Uh, although he would actually like dish it back to his son. Uh, Ray Romano. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Unless you're gonna, you have to make my TV Italian. Yeah. Ed like, I don't, I'm sorry, Ray Romano cannot play white. <laughs> Ed O'Neill. Yeah, that would have worked. That would have really worked. So. Just, just a fucking, like, beaten, like, that would have worked so perfectly. I was just like, his, his son wore him down to this depressed nub. I, uh, I'm having trouble finding it, but uh, I saw something earlier where apparently the, the woman who played Violet in the OG one had a crush on Ostrom, but never. They both did. On they each both other? Did. No, no, no. Uh, both the girls had a crush oh, oh. on Ostrom, and they they worked. They silently, just privately, the two of them, meaning the girls, sure. worked out a schedule. Be like, okay, on Wednesdays you get to hang out with him. On Thursdays I get to hang out with him. <laughs> and when he wasn't, and when for some reason Peter was like filming other shit, then they got to hang out with um, the the son of the director. Because apparently he was also just as cute. So they were like, when when Ch- fucking Peter Ostrom is not available, we're gonna like slink our way over to. The, I was like, why didn't you? Why didn't you just be like, look, you have him and I have him, and now we each have a boyfriend at the age of eleven. You know, um, you you talked about Wonka being Hughes like. Mm-hmm. Was that your perspective, or were you? No, me something no, no, no. That's, that's why I read from Depp, but th- I read okay, that years yeah. ago. Oh, I actually, no, no, no. I kind yeah. of purposely avoided like trivia too much about this because it's kind of a thing that you're doing now where you're like, I, I more often than not already kind of know and remember most of that shit, but it's also, it's also nice for you to like go on while you're, while we're recording be like, Oh man, I, I just discovered this. Like, blah, 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 blah. Some, like, of yes, I, some of the stuff I knew from watching some of these behind the scenes stuff, you know, I'm not quoting everything out of, out of this trivia thing, sure. you know, um, like the squirrels. Was really they, there was a whole there was a whole thing on the uh, on how they train the squirrels. It was really really interesting to watch. How to train your squirrels? The the weirdest direct like the weirdest spinoff of How to Train Your Dragon. I, I think that's what it was called though. Was How to Train Your Squirrel? Like no joke. I think that's what the chapter was called or something to that. Yeah. And for those who don't know, it, the the close ups of the squirrels are the trained real life squirrels, but the long shots is all CGI. No, is, no, no, is, no, no, well, no. That's what I remember. No. No, it's you're 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 not correct. The only time okay. it's all CGI is when they're carrying her to the hole. Oh, okay. Well, the that, rest, that's, the rest is trained squirrels. It's it's it, no, it's a combination of trained squirrels, robotic squirrels, and CGI. In oh, okay. It's not um uh the squirrels running up her body were all real, like when they run up her God. Like, yeah, well, it was her stunt double. She she's actually not the one that it, that. Oh, uh, okay. Up. Because I was about to say, like, that's just a bunch of. I mean, like, squirrels are kind of like rats. So, like, that's just a bunch of rodents running all over you. And it took them eight months to train the squirrels. Oh, I don't doubt that. 
It took them eight months to train the squirrels. But yeah, and then some so some of the some of the squirrels are robotic, some of the squirrels mm-hmm. are real, and some of them are are in fact CGI. So you're not wrong, they're CGI here. But one of the things Burton said specifically was that he wanted as much practical as he could throughout the film so that the kids would have as much real life experience as possible and they would be able to sure. really react to the things that they were seeing and doing. So sure. um, I think the only other thing I really, I really feel the need to talk about unless you've got something else is I want to talk about deep Roy a minute because God damn, sure. that guy gets a lot of deserves a lot of credit for what he, what he did in this movie. He's also substantially older than I thought he was. Yes, he's very yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think he was born in like forty nine or something. Yes. Yes. Like that means he's seventy four. Uh no, seventy seventy three. He'll be seven no, he just he turned seventy because his birthday's in January, so he would be seventy three right okay. now. Yeah. That's crazy. Which yeah. means fifteen so he would have been fifty five. Well, it was 2005, so 17 years ago. We said he was, what, 73 minus 17, 56. We just said he turned 7. 56. Yeah, okay, so he, I mean, doing all that, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, when you're 50, you just can't do shit, I'm, I'm, but it's like, he also, you know, he's a he's a little person. I, I, I don't, I, I would imagine their bodies are, their biolog- bi- biology is different than us. Like, you he, know, he's a little person, but he's, Different than say say one like Vern Troyer, like he's not. Um, he's not as small as Vern Troyer, not at all. Well, he's not. I mean, but he is. He is very small. He's not as small as how the Oompa Loompas were portrayed because they digitally minimized that, or they had it forced perspective. He's not that little. No, 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 not at all. Which, by but the way, he, not not the change subjects, but did you notice how they were the original Wakandans? Yeah. <laughs> Although technically, I'm sure they're actually they're both borrowing from uh, Wonder Woman. That's also a Wonder Woman thing. True, true. The cross arms thing is a very uh, that, no. Like, I know. I just, I just, I, I just thought of it as I was watching it. It was kind of fun. That's all. Right. Um. um but he, uh, he's also in Star Trek. He plays Kiesner. Kiesner. So if you base that like how little that guy is, then Deep Roy is small. I'll do you one better. Mm. He's in Jedi. Oh, is he Ewok? Nope. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it, it, there's actually a name, so I don't know. It doesn't say if it's an Ewok, but maybe it is. It's got to be an Ewok because like who? Dro- Droopy McCool. What the fuck? Droopy McCool. Yep. I'm so awesome, right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck kind of name is that? Like, that uh, is the most. No, it's not an Ewok. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna show you who he is right now. Holy shit. He he's he's Is he in Java's Palace? He's one of the band members in Java's Palace. Oh, he, he he's playing it looks like an oboe, basically, or a bassoon of some sort. But yeah. Hold on. I'm 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 sharing my screen with you now so you can see okay. it. Bear with us, guys. That Oh no shit. That right there is Droopy McCool, and that is Deep Roy in that suit. And Droopy McCool sounds like a really bad band member's name. Like it, it sounds really like does, yeah, yeah. So, do you I, remember? I told you. Do you remember what that type of music is called in Star Wars? Where like you, the cantina you, scene? You did tell me, and I do not recall. No, Jizz. Great. J I double Z. No, I I I I understand the spelling. Sadly, of the word Jizz. 
Um, All right. So speaking of jizz flying around everywhere, should we talk about this Wonka movie you don't know anything about? Yeah, give me that and we'll wrap it up. Okay. Oh, wait, so, r- real quick. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, but there's also a connection to another movie we talked about. He's also he's also in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 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 live action one. Oh, is he uh, Baby Grinch's like stunt double or something? No, he's a post office clerk. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I only brought that up because we talked about it last Christmas and I wanted to mention it. So, go ahead. All right. So, there's a movie coming out called Wonka. Like, and it's going to be a prequel. I don't think they're trying to connect it directly to either version. I think it's just going to be its own standalone prequel thing. Just like, remember that movie that came out, Oz the Great and Powerful? With James Franco? Yes, yes. So I think it's going to be something like that, where it's like, it's not a direct prequel to The Wizard of Oz. But it's a, it's in that universe. It's its own, well, it's its own prequel thing. And if people, I'm sure it's going to take inspiration from either. Sure. So like, but it's going to be a young Willy Wonka. So do you want to know? I'll, I'll tell you the secondary cast first. Okay. So first... It's directed by Paul King. It is going to be a musical. Who's Paul, Paul King? Do I? I'm look. I'm yeah. looking him up. He's a British writer and director. He's known prominently for doing the Paddington movie, which I've heard good things about. I've never seen it, but I've heard good things. I I have yet to see either of them, but this is also one of the rare scenarios where, like, Paddington Two is um way more better. Like, Paddington Two is the Godfather Two of the Paddington movies. Apparently, <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has not directed a whole lot of stuff. I've not heard it described that way, but I've heard that about it. Yeah. Um, He did a lot of uh, British TV stuff like uh, the Mighty Boosh uh, that shows Space Force. Um, But he's not directed a whole lot of stuff. Okay, so the cast, with the exception of who's playing Wonka, because I'm saving that for last. Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peele. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Sally Hawkins. Can you tell me who uh, they're playing, or, or do it you know? It doesn't say. Oh, okay. It doesn't say yet. Uh, Sally Hawkins. Who's Sally? Ha- I don't know her. Um, she's Paddington. Paddington too, actually. Makes sense. She was in. She was in uh, some of the Godzilla movies. Oh, she's the woman who was in The Shape of Water. The one who was like in love with the fucking. Yeah, didn't see that either, but okay. The one. The one. But that's how yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in love with Squidward. Um, <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Who she just she just won her Oscar for that movie, The Favorite, where she played like the queen in blah blah blah. Okay, she's a great actress. It's just right. Uh, Jim Carter, I don't know who that is, but it looks like they're aiming for like a prominently English cast, with the exception of who's playing Wonka. But th- yeah, uh, this guy Jim Carter is like a prominent. Like he's done a lot of t- television and movies. So, okay. Rowan Atkinson is in this as well, but he's not Wonka. Right. So when you said Rowan Atkinson earlier, I was like, Ooh, if I got shit to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll tell you what the premise is. Uh, it's going to be re- uh, scheduled to be released on December 15th, 2023. Okay. So it's a Christmas movie. Well, it's a Christmas is, release, not necessarily a Christmas movie. Yeah, but they're trying to get that Christmas money. Sure, right, right. 
Uh, Wonka will focus on a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that's relevant in the cast. There is not. Sorry, the rest of you. <laughs> Willy Wonka will be played by Timothée Chalamet. Oh, I was going to... I thought you wanted me to guess, but okay. Oh, well, it's Timothée Chalamet. I don't know who that is. The dude from Dune. The new Dune movie. I, yeah, I still... D- this fool. Well, all right. The I had a name in mind based on what you were saying, but it's not him, so... Well, who'd you have in mind? Krasinski. That's just as out of left field, to be perfectly honest. That's why I thought well, see, it. Tim, Chalamet at least kind of works because he looks like... If, they're, if they are making a prequel to Willy Wonka, uh, to Charlie the Chocolate Factory, Depp's version, then it works. Because he resembles a young enough Depp where it's passable. You know who else would work? The guy that we talked about that was in... Um, he played young Austin in the Austin Powers, but he also was in the Avengers movies. Sure. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. I don't remember his name, and I don't mean disrespect to him, but that guy would would work. Okay, so they have since released a photo... Of Timothy as... As Wonka. Okay. And it it... I don't know how I feel about it. Because I have to go into the fact like this is going to be a younger version, but it looks like it's going to be a darker, like if that's possible, like a darker, sinister version. I kind of dig it, actually. I, I mean, I kind of dig it too, but I also, I like, I just want them to clarify. Is he, is he holding a sniper rifle though? That's what it looked like. No, that's a camera. Oh, okay. That, that's the that's the well, camera. Well, to to the audience, you're holding it up on your phone on a Skype on the camera over Skype, so it's probably a little distorted. But yeah, all right. Okay, here's here's I haven't seen this photo. This is more of a back, profile. Back it up a little bit. You're okay. Yeah, I still I'm still I'm still I don't think he needs the cane if they're going younger. But okay, fair enough. I mean, him having a cane in either version was also weird. Like he didn't. That's what I loved about the about the original is that he had this cane, and when he first comes out, yeah, the, it looks the, like he's a cripple. And that was that was the that was the uh, deal breaker for Gene Wilder. He said, "If I do this, when you introduce my character, I need to uh, have a cane and have a, like a bad limp, and then when I, you know, the the cane gets stuck in a cobblestone, and then." It looks like I'm about to fall, and I do a fantastic somersault. And the guy was like, why? He's like, because then the audience will never know if I'm telling the truth or lying. Mm. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking smart. Because the yeah. entire time yeah. of, of Wilder's performance, you're like, what the fuck is up with this dude? Which, which by the way, speaking of that, you, just very quickly, because I meant to bring this up. You know the part at the end when um, like everyone else is kind of you know, to to use the term that I heard earlier, met their demise, even though they're not dead, but they're off. You know, I, I, that's why I stick to downfall. But yeah, yeah, they're, they've they've met their downfall, and uh, it's just it's just Charlie and Grandpa Joe in Willy Wonka's office, and they say, "So what does he want?" And then he goes on the rant about how they touched the ceiling with the fuzzy lifting drinks, and he goes, "You get nothing. Good day, sir." You know, that whole, just that whole part of it. Um, that radio show that I've mentioned a few times on this show, the Preston Steve show that I'm a big fan of, they use that when people lose if they're doing a contest. And someone, like, if you, it's one of those things where you have to call in and 
and give an answer. If someone calls in and gives the wrong answer, they'll play that sounder of, <laughs> of Willy Wonka going, you lose! You get Good day, sir! Yes, it's quite funny. Um, well, I'll tell you, I think we should wrap it up. I'll tell you one final thing. Uh, Wilder was very protective of Peter Ostrom yes. because Peter Ostrom, you know, didn't, it was, it was his first project and ultimately only project. And because he wanted to have like, you know, that kind of mentorship to him. So he does at one point, he, he, you know, they would have lunch together all the time, every day they had lunch together, which is really kind of sweet. Like imagine like Gene Wilder came off as a very nice gentle person you know here's Imagine. the funny the funny thing is 1971 it's kind of sweet 2023 people will probably be like filming that going what's wilder doing with this kid in his free time you know what i mean like, yeah yeah i mean unfortunately i'm, not, I'm that, not saying that that's right i'm just telling you what would be happening i also think they didn't go to a back alley like they were in front of <laughs> right? everybody yes. you know it's like they were like having lunch with other people they just but sitting to sit together. together yeah yeah yeah. I yeah. Got you. yeah and they always at the end of it they always shared a chocolate bar together oh um, but that particular scene, the good day, sir, Wilder wanted to give like a, get a genuine reaction out of Ostrom. And, uh, I guess his name is Jack Albertson. The guy who played grandpa Joe. I closed it out. So I think so. But yeah. Yeah. So every take and every rehearsal, well, every rehearsal Wilder would deliver the lines as just disappointed. Like you stole fizzy lifting drinks. So you guys get nothing. And so when they were ready to film, he screamed at he both does, of them. He does what you see, the yelling, yeah. And that's why you the, this panicked and terrified look yeah. of Peter Ostrom. Like, and that probably goes to show like how uh, the guy who played Grandpa Joe, because he looks so stunned and then like, you're an inhuman monster! Like he, like he's like, like an actual grandpa trying to fucking defend his grandson. I loved it. I, I've heard it very quickly. I've heard a joke once, and I, I'm sure it's a joke that that's why Peter Ostrom never acted again. That scene, <laughs> like it, it, just, it scared him so much that he was like, "Fuck this! I don't want to ever do it again." <laughs> like, he he found out that he was actually allergic to chocolate or something. He's like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like, like. Imagine like he did win, right? Like imagine, imagine like Charlie Bucket won for real, like this is a real thing, and then he got diabetes. He's like, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> Wait, scratch that, reverse it. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right, Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash Potaskew. That's www.getvokl.com slash Potaskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. 
You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria calpum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Thank you.